Hello, and welcome to Duckfeed Live, episode number two. This honey came from my body. This was originally broadcast toward the end of June 2014 as part of our Patreon backers campaign. Anybody who donated $5 or more per month was given a chance to watch the video program live and also submit questions. Gary and I were joined by Nick Glauber from the Check It Out Comrade podcast. If you would like to get in on this, uh, normally the broadcast sessions happen towards the end of the month, either, either the last Thursday or Friday, and we put out the notifications on our Patreon page for uh, the appropriate backers. So go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv in order to uh, get hipped to that. We normally wait till the end to say this, but because the show is so new, it's pretty important. We are listed on iTunes under Duckfeed Live. So if you'd like to subscribe to us and leave us a rating or review, uh, we understand this comes out less frequently than other shows, but it is still uh, a part of the network. So go there and give that a shot as well. Enough of the preamble. Let's jump right into the live broadcast, which is not as well edited as most of the other stuff on the network, because honestly, we're doing it live. There we go. I guess we're live. Cool. Hey, everybody. Zero viewers, but this is for the YouTube crowd. And now we're live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the live songs for me do this every month. Uh, that, is that going to be our pump-up music? Pardon? We, gotta play, we have to play some live to get pumped up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're doing it live. Yes, we are. Somebody's going to report us. <laughs> no, not really. Oh. Hey, guys, there are legal ramifications to the things we... No, no, no it is funny. Live. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you permission to do the thing. And, like, if it's a lawyer, if live's cadre of lawyers heard that and want to take me on, go and, for it. Well, they can't afford shirts, so... <laughs> <laughs> or haircuts. <laughs> oh, that is how funny. Do, how do we have that scroll people? Do we still have that as a thing? Uh, do I click on Q and A? Does that give me? Yeah, Q and A will uh, bring up the bring up the the people on oh, okay. the 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 kind nice people who uh, provided us with some questions, and then we'll uh, continue to go um, indefinitely until we hit all of them. I guess. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I wish there was a way to have a, like a like a chat room for everybody to participate with, but they, uh, they I guess kind of do it through the questions. Yeah, a little bit, and then upvoting and whatnot. Oh, I totally yeah, like, have that, and now I don't know where it is. Where it is? Oh well. It'll be over to the left. You'll see like a little Q and A. It's like a okay, like a green thought word bubble, kind of thing. Box. Word. It's a word wedge. A word wedge. There it is. There we go. Downloading app. All right, I'm in here. Cool. There it is. Yeah, got everything up there, and uh, people who are listening, I've, I'm watching the comments on the post as well if you don't have a question, but really just do it through the questions. It'll be uh it'll be a okay. Cool. Indeed. Should we do uh should we do introductions? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Cole. Hi. Uh remember me from last month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember you from things. Yeah. Uh, Gary, look how I got a webcam that works now. <laughs> yes. So, can you can you hold real still and look angry for me? Oh, wait, I'll put you up. I'll just do this whenever I talk. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that that'll that'll ease people. You know, get them get them more comfortable. It's uh, exactly like last month. <laughs> oh, standing still. And Nick, who are you? 
I'm Nick. Uh, I'm Nick Weber, and I'm on uh, Check It Out Comrade uh, yeah. with Gary. And uh, that is my contribution to the Duckfeed Network. Yeah. Also, occasional guest on Bonfire Side Chat. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to get you on this season? Uh, yeah, um, probably. I should pick a level, and you guys should let me know what's what's free, and I'll get on there. Yeah, yeah we've got we've got some stuff that's free. Um, I've kind so, of been. This has been the season of me like holding out for it's the body holdout season. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Get get the big names on first, and then you can squeeze me in on on the small levels. Well, with the with the DLC and with doing new game plus and stuff like that, I'm sure we're gonna have space for everybody. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We gotta get Jeremy on too. Um, but I think that we'll have definitely be able to do that. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Planning things on the air inadvertently <laughs> by me thoughtlessly asking a question. <laughs> yeah. So this week I'm playing with a capo. Something oh, yeah. less threatening. Also, I have a screwdriver. Hmm. So those are the magic words for this for this month. Um, man, it doesn't feel like it's been a month. No. No. Time's crazy. Oh wait, let's uh, let's put the cat up there. Yeah, Rory. Yeah. Say hi, Rory. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, Boris. Say hi, buddy. Look, look into the camera. <laughs> uh, a, a man, a cat chooses a slave obeys. He doesn't have to do if you don't want to. He's been such a lap cat lately. <laughs> Great. Nice. Uh, I'll play with this instead of a knife. <laughs> <Play with it. laughs> Isn't a cat just basically like a bunch of fur and some knives? Like ten knives and... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, teeth count too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you want to get started asking some questions? Sure. Yeah. Answering some questions? I don't know. Yeah, I'll start. Do you guys think that God is like an old man in the clouds, or do you think that God can just be like light coming through a window? <laughs> cool. I'll start with you. Oh, God can be found in every particle of pollen dusting our cars on a summer morning. You know, a little bit irritating, but a reminder that life uh, goes on, uh, much to our chagrin. Yeah. What do you think? All, all I find in the pollen is like terrible allergies, so I'm not sure God <laughs> exists in there. But, uh, yeah, God, God has an awesome beard if he is that old guy. Like any of those crummy beard gods, those are not the real God. Like it's got to be, got to be a real good, good one. What if God just had a bitchin' Van Dyke like a Errol Flynn? <laughs> Oh, I mean, wouldn't that just be Satan? <laughs> That's the difference. That's the cosmology. Yeah, <laughs> the Van Dyke gets... Satan's Wait. got a real coonhound stash, and God has, <laughs> has a patronly beard. Yeah. Satan puts a lot of time into grooming. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And excessive mm. grooming is a sign of evil. So. Mm. Cats. Swivel chairs turning around slowly to address somebody who just entered the room. Yeah. Let's uh, let's ask let's answer some questions. Yeah. So Jala says, "What do you think of the Nintendo-triggered late '80s and early '90s cartoons and movies based on video games, such as Captain N, The Game Master, and other such glorious gems?" Uh, What do you think this is, Retronauts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I uh, before before I hopped on here in anticipation of this question, I uh, I looked at the I watched part of the first episode of the Mega Man animated series. Oh yeah, great yeah. intro. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. 
I, I hear that stream day is happening on the day that my cat is being so cute. This is, he keeps um, bringing me, he's playing fetch with me like right now. <laughs> this is his little Santa mouse that is his favorite toy. And he's just being like extra cute right now and he's doing really good about bringing it back. <laughs> I hope that uh, he calms down. Get sullen. <laughs> Someday I'll die. Uh, just, just, play, just play the cats in the cradle. Yeah. Real quick. Well, this oh. time, like the thing about cats and fetch is, like everyone, you know, they drop it a little bit too early to meow. Mm -hmm. So now it's too far away, and I don't feel guilty about getting up. So we're not. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anywho, um, yeah, the Mega Man cartoon. That's one. Mm -hmm. Did you guys watch any of those? Nick, you're young. Like, did you? Did yeah. You these? these were all before my time. No joke. Uh, I did, however, recently start to try and rewatch the Super Mario Bros. movie, mm. that disaster piece. Uh, mm -hmm. It's unwatchable. Like I couldn't get all the way through it. It's so bad. Um, and as far as like what triggered that, I don't know, but it needs to go away. Uh, <laughs> Does there need to be some kind of a like Shaq Fu esque campaign to round yeah. it up? <laughs> Just to get rid of them all. Let's go yeah. bury them all in the ET dump site. <laughs> it's going to be remade on a Kickstarter if they do a Shaku campaign. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that movie's unwatchable. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. Like, it, it's really boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the, the the way that they treat it. It's almost like uh, like like Blade Runner meets uh, just some kind of horrible or like one generation early earlier than Blade Runner sci-fi in terms of the like costuming like those fucking goombas that they <laughs> yeah. had there like the crazy like mushroom headed fungus kind of dudes like they have dinosaur they, heads like yeah. they're like they're, they're yeah. but they're tiny they're like this yeah. big on a body that was massive yeah um yeah i i used to watch all those cartoons i watched captain m um mm. I watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show like quite a bit. I used to come home um, to catch Super Mario Brothers Super Show and do the little dance like with a buddy. I do the dance like every time for the end of the show. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Like and the dance is just him doing this. Like, <laughs> your arms from side to side. Come on. And it just <laughs> little Albano being Italian as hell, and uh, <laughs> just do that. And I love that shit. Even though none of it holds up, like I thought it might, and uh, and watched some of the. Uh, episode recently and it's all pretty bad I think the most memorable thing about the Super Mario Super Show um, is Toad's voice ah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin, voice in Captain N it's very similar yeah I, I was looking at a pro Proto Man's voice in the Mega Man is uh, it's our stereotypical Sonic voice like maybe you should put some brain chips in there yeah that, that's how I would characterize Proto Man <laughs> yeah and, and that's a trick question, though, or trick answer, trick answer, because I didn't characterize Proto Man because <laughs> don't characterize Proto Man. <laughs> I guess if you had to do it, like that'd be that'd be way to do it. But uh. oh man, yeah, there, there there was also I just remember like roughly around that time the uh, the junior version of uh, of like movies that came out like a decade or so earlier. So like uh, James Bond Junior wasn't wasn't there the the Adventures of Young Indiana I mean, Jones. Oh yeah, yeah and the Scooby Doo yeah. Kids was actually pretty decent as well. Yeah, I remember watching that one a lot. And the Muppet Babies, am I right? Yeah, what? right. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being ironic. Like, <laughs> no. I don't know no, what you just... anymore, but the Muppet Babies are great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, love, I fucking love the Muppet Babies. Yeah, that's a really good show. Yeah. Uh, 
know, has very little to do with video games except for when it really like does a lot. But yeah, well, except for that one episode that I thought was a fever dream for the longest time. Yeah, uh, it's just Pretendo, I think, is the name of it. I mean, I've mentioned this, I think, on every show on the network, but uh, but yeah, it's out there. <laughs> it's uh, look topic. at what's that? It's a pet topic for. Yeah, yeah. For well, just mother babies. It definitely is, yeah. But uh, I never so so Captain N was a little bit before my time. I really would have I would have uh, uh, dug it a lot. Uh, like the like the, those shows were always on like weird channels that only came, that only came in at my dad's. So I would like wake up super early when I was staying with my dad. Like it was that was the case with Pokemon because that was only on WGN um, on a special cable package. So it's like I want to go to dad's waking up at 5 a.m. so I can watch this Japanese cartoon. Yeah. There's we, no we point to that story. What kind of cable package did your dad have growing up again, Paul? Um, yeah, we, <laughs> we all watched uh, Pokemon, though, right? Pokemon's good. Yeah, Pokemon yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, I watched the hell out of that. Also, the, the generation immediately after all those terrible video game spawned cartoons were... Uh, the Nickelodeon shows inspired by video games like Nick Arcade and Legends of the Hidden oh, yeah. Temple. Those are brilliant. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Nick Arcade, where the last game in the row was always like uh, Caveman Rock or Chuck Rock or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Rock got around. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Games. Again, not Retronaut, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, what's what's crazy about it is like there's there's always in some way, shape, or form been those shows even up and up until today. Like there's always a Sonic cartoon running, like mm-hmm. you know, and it's gotten more and more anime kind of as the as the uh, as the series itself has gotten more and more anime over time. And it's just weird how that just kind of perpetuates. Like how crazy is it that there are 12, 12 year olds growing up today who had Pokemon? Just like we were 12, or you know, some of us were 12 when it first came out. Like that kind of longevity is not uh, something I expected to happen. I mean, uh, outside of just understanding that there's no such thing as a new idea. Yeah. Yeah. It is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and creative inertia. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference between those two is that the Pokemon one is still helping them sell games, whereas the Sonic one is just introducing people to the furry fandom. So the things not to like about Sonic. <laughs> you want a primer on what not to like about Sonic, here's a bunch of animal files. And, uh, you know, somehow tarted up anthropomorphic. <laughs> you know? God. I, 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 like, when I was seven and reading the, like, the, the Sonic comics, like, like a genuinely little kid, I remember being kind of creeped out by Princess Sally. Is she the is she the one with the DSLs? Is like that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No. I know you're Sonic. Get over here, Sonic. Get yeah. over. Here. Yeah. No, no, she's got like the vest on. Like, it's just way, 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 way shapelier than she ought to have been. That and Bunny Rabot. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I feel like that question is answered. Sure. <laughs> I thought they were good then, and I hate them now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man. Let's see here. We have a. Uh, why don't we do? Let's see here. Mike Verano asks: Are there any games you guys really wanted to do for WAF that weren't feasible for whatever reason? I'll start. Yeah. Um, I would love to do. Like I, I wrote that blog entry about um, New Treasures, which would have been fun, but I, I already covered that. Um, I would love to do uh, like a. Uh, 
one of the 3D Fallouts or Oblivion or an Elder Scrolls game, but they're really big. Yeah. Like, it would be really hard. It would be as hard to cover Oblivion in a Watch Out for Fireballs as it was to cover Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's non, you know, appropriate about it. Is it just would take so long to do everything. And like since the the good parts of those games is is they going off the the beaten path. We couldn't really just stick to the main plot and cover them. Right. It would have to be almost like anecdotes, like a like a tour guide, like you know, running through, you know, like oh, what's what what's cool about this guild? What's cool about yeah. that guild? Etc. And on down the line. I think that strangely enough, even though it's kind of a bigger game, um, Morrowind might be might be a better or more appropriate one for that, uh, just because it does feel just a little bit more limited in scope. It's also um, in like a, the, such a better setting and stuff yeah. like that. It's just more interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like everything I would want to play, we've kind of found a way to talk about it. Um, I'm really curious, and you know, I'm just more, more and more intrigued by doing some kind of like multi-part, uh, not multi-part, but like multi-games and many games in one episode are Atari kind of thing, as we mm-hmm. as we've talked about. It'd be real slight. It would have to be like six of them because really, how many words can you spill about Yars Revenge? Um, but I think that you know that's just a matter of tampering with the format and deciding what kind of you know what kind of special things are we willing to do, right? Yeah, I, w- I mean, we could do an Atari episode for sure at some yeah. point. And that would be that would be breezy and and easy and, and cool to do. Yeah. So so to add on to that question for you guys, is there anything that isn't uh, purely length based that you see some reason you couldn't cover? Not length based. Mm. Like yeah, is there is there any reason outside of length that would stop you guys from doing an episode or, or any games you've thought about already that that's been a, a stopping factor that wasn't length? We'd have to be pretty creative in order to do something like a, I mean, like we 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 threw an idea around of doing like a, doing like a, an MMO uh, at some point, um, and, and it was very cursory. Uh, but that would just be so hard to kind of yeah. take our usual approach on, right? That's uh, partly length too, though. Like that's partly yeah. size and stuff. Like I think that um, a good example of something that we couldn't do for reasons um, other than length. God damn it, I had. <laughs> <laughs> I had something, and then I—it was me being an idiot because I had to rush to correct you about that. I don't know, being okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> Gary. Um, yeah, keep talking. Continue to talk about us okay. doing an MMO, so I can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll pay, I'll pick up right back before I was wrong. So we'd yeah. have to be pretty, pretty creative. <laughs> Stop me again, are you? Um, okay. Uh, no, 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 continue, please. Yeah, no, just you know, just in terms of like, man, I feel I feel like wow, nowadays it's so quick to get you know through whatever single player content they have because they've kind of designed that treadmill to be quicker and quicker. However, that steps away from being um, really retro anymore, and it's more like what's this modern aberration of this thing that kind of used to be a lot clumsier. I mean, we talked about EverQuest in the in the first anniversary episode, and it was mostly, you know, kind of complaining about the trappings of it, which are totally justified, um, just how kind of inscrutable everything is. Um, but I think, yeah, that, you know, the, the, the length issues aside out of that, like, how do you approach something where, like, well, I started in this starting town, and this starting town, and we right. run a bit of this, and you know, like, I, I don't imagine, I'll, I'll speak for myself, and I imagine this applies to you, Gary, but you're not you're not into raiding, are you? Are you out there getting those hot perp um, equipment, 
purple is a color of equipment. I, I don't like uh, I don't play MMOs. I don't, yeah. I, I still kind of think it's bad, like impossible to be a well-designed game and, and be an MMO. Um, I don't think that's a thing. Like you can have fun in it, but it's not the the writing or anything that's 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 doing it. You know, yep. or designing cardinals. Like you said, I did think of I did remember my point. Not to cut you off, but we have decided not to do things based on scarcity before. Yeah. So like if something is impossible to emulate or um, people would just have a really hard time getting it. Yeah. We've, uh, we decided not to do something. Our white whale for that, which I think is one that we have a lot of a lot of goodwill internally about, is Mega Man Legends. Yeah. Um, I think that would be uh, that would be an awesome one to do. I have a lot of really good memories of that game, but I, I you know I wouldn't want to put people who were playing along through the uh, through the rigors of going after it. You know. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like there's I think the thing that gets in the way of us selecting games more often than not is like there are just so many games and. So you know, there are so many entries in the kind of handful of genres that we like. Like you know, if we just kind of like, oh, I feel like playing this right now, it would kind of just be adventure games uh, for a good while, or you know, certain flavors of RPGs and stuff. So we have the kind of the self, uh, you know, the self-applied rules about keeping it varied up, right? Yeah, is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, we do. We do more adventure games and probably more survival horror. <laughs> yes. If up to our brothers, not that we don't. I mean, yeah. and I feel a little bit guilty about it because we we've, we've done as far as like my pet genres, like we've done pretty much everything. Like all of the late '90s, early 2000s CRPGs that I love, like we've done some kind of representation of those. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it would be hard to go back. It'd be hard to do like, you know, uh, just another one of those. You know, if we've done Fallout One, Two, and Planescape Torment, like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you got the Baldur's Gate left, and then you hit the link problem again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we run, and then it's like, what are we gonna do? Stay up on Icewind Dale, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In, mm-hmm. in the walk format. Yeah, um, New Vegas might actually be the the the, the more uh, the more appropriate one of those to do. I think if we were to take a take a three D Fallout, just to go back to that, that feels a little bit more, um, you know, manageable to me. Kind of in a way that Morrowind feels more manageable than uh, than Oblivion. Check yeah. this idea out. What if if we wanted to do a three D Fallout? What if we just did Old World Blues? Oh. Like, like that, that. that would be like an episode, like not even a two-parter. You know, like we can talk about the generalities of the play and then what happens in Old Girl Blues. And it's such a good, uh, you know, good story and has so many great moments. I think we have a guy we can call about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can just yeah, do a... <laughs> like a call another Avalon favorite. Yeah. Descent to Underbound because we're doing everything he's done, even the thing games he doesn't like. <laughs> oh, man. It's, hmm. it's, not, it's not our fault that that game is excellent. Or that... <laughs> It's like the best, like downloadable content on anything. If yeah. anything, it's his fault. Yeah, exactly. Take that. If you want, pe- if you didn't want people to talk to you directly about your game, <laughs> yeah, you would have made worse games, bro. Yeah. Uh, oh. Man. <laughs> uh, I feel like we answered that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. That we can do this one real quick. Uh, Dave M writes, "When are you going to do Kid Chameleon?" I've mm-hmm. never played Kid Chameleon. Oh, also he has one of those colon D smiley face things. Like, <laughs> is he is he is uh, emoting? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I watched a speedrunner kid, kid chameleon. It looks interesting and weird. Um, but we run into I guess this kind of dovetails in the last question where like yeah. NES or 16-bit platformers sometimes are hard to do because of um, we tend to focus on narrative-based games and sometimes yeah. they're weird episodes when they're not. It doesn't mean we can't do them, but um, yeah. You know. We've uh, we got something in the works on that though. Yeah. Yep, yep. Did not to tip our hands too early, but yeah. 
It's something we've talked about. Uh, well, just while we're talking about platformers and stuff, this is relevant to you, Nick, and you, Gary, as well, because you really have to talk about this about this on Comrade. Um, have any of you played or seen Shovel Knight? Yeah, I actually saw your your link to it on Facebook, and uh, yeah. just just saw a little bit of it right before you linked that. It looks like a lot of fun. I definitely need to pick that up. And yeah, I did about yeah. three levels of it tonight, and it is it's fucking great. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, think like DuckTales, um, except it has um, Zelda 2 or Bionic Commando-esque um, like towns that okay. you can go through. Yeah, long levels, um, and uh, it was part of that glut of Kickstarter games that were like blank with Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so you got, this, you got the shovel, and you're, you you flip enemies, and you, you do the Scrooge McDuck like boing, 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 um, except uh, you have these checkpoints, and uh, when you die, you drop half of your money. And you have to go back and get, uh, you know, retrieve that. Otherwise, you can't buy spells and stuff. Um, and the trick is, you can actually destroy checkpoints to get more money. So, oh. making the level longer if you, uh, if you if you die, it's real neat and it's real faithful to kind of that uh, that era of platformers. So it kind of seems, uh, Gary specifically, right up your alley on that. So that is my record. Nothing but good things. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll, I'll pick it up and we'll comrade it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably almost definitely gonna happen. I think it's getting a lot of a lot of press, and I I really want to check it out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Mm, I'm gonna save the rant. Anything? Oh, why don't we just say that? Rant, uh, Trent Amon says rant about anything that comes to mind. Everyone needs to let off a little bit of steam sometimes. Who has their dander up? Yeah, you you getting cheesed? <laughs> what you what you cheesed about? Tell me about your pee. <laughs> Man, I got like nothing right now. This is terrible. You guys hit me at the the most inappropriate time. What about the clowns in Congress? <laughs> Congress. What about Congress? Good. What about the homeless? What about? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I I got nothing. I got nothing. It's all you guys. Hmm. What do you What are you cheesed about, Cole? Get peed. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get peed right here. I'm gonna pee all over the place. Um. So I tried I tried really hard to think about it. Really, all I can think is I'm just so tired. I'm just so very tired. <laughs> <laughs> no. Does the person who asked this question realize that we're old? Like, I, mean, not like, I guess I'm old. Well, I mean, just like, like spiritually. Like spiritually yeah. old. Yeah. No, so, so, so minus that. Who here participates or um, takes any kind of uh, enjoyment from randomized internet radio um, services or stations? Your Spotify's, your iTunes radios, your RDOs, your Pandoras. And I, don't, I don't do radio. I just do Spotify. Yeah. Like I just what to listen to. Mm-hmm. Nick? No, I'm, I am a flagrant pirate. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I, don't, I, you know, I, I mostly just listen to podcasts at home, but at work, we've got uh, like a little sound system hooked up to play music. That goes to everybody, and no matter what we put on there, and we have, we start with like good seeds, you know, like I'll put on something fairly innocuous, like oh, the Eagles of Death Metal. That's just like fun and just modern rock kind of stuff, whatever. Or you know, somebody will do like ooh, '60s doo-wop or something like that, something real crazy. And I shit you not, no matter what seed we put in, every seventh song is Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> like it starts out okay, it starts out close to the seed. And then it just wanders until it's going back and forth between Red Hot Chili Peppers and Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of payola is happening, but like whenever it whenever it comes up, like we run to skip it. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah you, can't, you can't listen to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. That's not the kind of thing you do. <laughs> no. like, that's, that's not good for you. <laughs> it's, it's bad for morale. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause the end of your company. Yeah. <laughs> um, Give It Away is one of my least favorite songs of all time. Oof. Like, I, I hate it. Like, that is really annoying to me. It's, like, got that little whiny little bit to the end of, the, like, the melody line. Mm-hmm. And he's also saying, what I got, you've got to get it and put it in you. Yeah. I don't care for it. <laughs> no, I don't. Shut up, Petus. It's great. What I want. I'm about your front, and I don't need it. <laughs> You're talking about Kiedis' front parts? Yeah, I don't need a Kiedis front. So, here's the thing. Anthony Kiedis is two years younger than my dad. Hmm. I think he's arranged some what kind, kind of... What kind of people packages he has? my mom since they're both the same age. <laughs> Does, I imagine Anthony Kiedis has some kind of, like, satellite, like a Mr. Big-ass satellite um, connection in his... Uh, in his in his tour bus of some sort. No, no. But like, but I, I think that there's some kind of inverse or correlative relationship. So Anthony Kiedis is always going to look like Chris Angel, and Chris Angel is always going to look like Anthony Kiedis. I think it's like some kind of um, portrait of Dorian Gray esque. All of the shittiness just goes into it, but it cancels out. So they're forever like soul linked and looking like gaunt uh, uh, emo monsters. If you, if you guys okay. <laughs> Kill, kill, fuck, Mary, Anthony Kiedis, Chris Angel, and then Chris Angel again. <laughs> so I'm going to have to both fucking kill Chris Angel. Uh, no, you can choose. Like, you okay. kill, fuck, Mary, and there's Anthony Kiedis, and then two copies of Chris Angel. So, so you can choose one of them. Like, two, one, one of those people gets, uh, you know, Chris Angel gets two things. <laughs> Uh, so I'd marry Anthony Kiedis because he's real. You know, he's been he's been at it for a long time. He doesn't seem to have commitment issues. You know, I've been going around with him and Flea, best buddies. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think he'd let me down. Yeah, and then would fucking kiss Chris Angel. Yeah, which makes like makes a sense. Then he's out of the picture once you've um, yeah. or fucking kill, not fucking kiss. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, is that like the cleaner, less misogynistic version of fuck Mary kill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, respect, respect, respect. <laughs> yeah. Power, power, power. That would be a harder question for me to answer with those guys. I don't know. Yeah. If I want to respect any of them. Yeah. I guess I'd, I guess I'd probably kill Kiedis because then at least one of them's gone for good. Yeah. So that's the only true route. Like if there's just <laughs> only one of him, then you gotta kill him. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then and then kiss and, and fuck Chris Angel, which would like probably be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she'd be a selfish. would be a very selfish lover. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be okay. Like you just kind of get through it. I think. Yeah. On the Vegas Strip. Yeah. So. Sorry, I've got Twitter happening, and I can't mute it. So. Oh well. We're doing it live, Gary. When, how much? How? What, what makes your um, Twitter make noises? Like, is it just when someone tweets at you, or is it just a scroll that you're looking at? No, no. It's a. It is a. It is a. Uh, whenever I get at mentions. Ah. Yeah, and it is follow Friday, so these things happen. Oh, 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 oh well. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is now okay. muted, so we're good. How about you? What are you pissed off about? Am I cheesed about? Yeah. Am I peeved? Yeah. Um, I'm also pretty good mood. I don't. Uh, I, everything I would want to say, like, is unimaginably like 
not a big deal, and I shouldn't complain about it. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, like I, I switched to part time at my job, and it is frustrating because I feel like I'm still doing like almost all the same work in just much less time. Mm-hmm. Like, I still kind of have the same expectations, so I'm not there as often. But when I'm there, it's a real nightmare. Um, so that sucks. Mm. And uh, and everyone's cranky because it's it's hard there. So I just got back from that, and that sucks. Mm. Oh man, it's warm out, which I don't like. And my driveway's full of snails, which I don't <laughs> know if that means something bad or good. But there are lots of snails fantastic. in my driveway. Yeah. I'm cheesed about them. That yeah. sounds like a bad omen to me. Yeah, if you're filled with snails, something terrible is going to happen to you. Well, I say filled, like there's like four. I saw four snails walking up the driveway. <laughs> it's still a lot of snails comparatively, but like. You just you let a couple snails in pretty soon. The entire neighborhood just snails. Yeah, just full of snails. Yeah. We've got snails. Dragging their mucus everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, in a similar vein to our hypotheticals, um, we have Brad Carey asking. <clears throat> Would you rather only be able to speak like Frank Fontaine, but anytime you raise your arms, bees shoot out, or have the lack of voice of Gordon Freeman and have to constantly hold a crowbar in your right hand? What do the bees shoot out of? Um, I imagine since you're raising your arms, your armpits. Yeah. Armpits? Right, right, right. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think, Nick? Man. <clears throat> I I really don't like bees. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest with you. Bees are not fun. So I might I might rather be a mute guy with a crowbar. Mm-hmm. Really because of the bees. I do like Fontaine's voice though. To be fair, so good voice. But but the bees thing just totally cancels it out for me. So yeah, and it, it's not just like bees just have to be around. It's also that they come out of your. They arms. come out of you. Yeah, which is <laughs> horrifying. Generated in there. Like, what's happening with that? <laughs> I imagine your chest cavity is hollowed out, and there's just a honeycomb inside your lungs. It's like a plasmid thing, keeping within the fiction. So, like, it could be like the bees that you shoot out in Bioshock, but that still looks really painful and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the body horror in that. If you can yeah. control the bees, that would make that would add like a nice twist to this. Like, oh. if it was like a plasmid. That's true. I mean, are they always angry? No, he said they're just bees. You could get some pit honey. Some, some chill bees yeah. <laughs> hang around in some kind of like smoking bar or smoking lounge to keep <laughs> like some, some honey for your teeth. <laughs> my body. <laughs> this honey came from my body. <laughs> this came from my 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 bee boys. <laughs> oh, okay, we have a title contender. Right. <laughs> I would go. I would go crowbar too. I think I could learn to communicate with a crowbar. Like through Morse code, like clang, 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 clang. Caps or something like that, or just uh, you know, like anybody who's who's uh, mute, like you could you could just nail it up, get some yeah. sign language going, and like uh, crowbars are handy. Um, yeah. I had to like paint it a color that doesn't look threatening to the police, you know, or like I'm up to crime, like painted like a really innocuous pastel. Or just yeah. like flesh colored, like you just have a flesh colored. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like a Terminator too. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to hook onto the back of a car. <laughs> no, you could have it painted up in uh, sports team colors. That's that's true. It just looks like those thunder sticks. Yeah. People bind together. Uh huh. Huh. Yeah. You'd be that guy. You'd be like the John three sixteen guy. Yeah. Freeman three sixteen. Yeah. I think I would go Frank Fontaine because you know the bee population is dying and um, it is a real threat to uh, human life. <laughs> And our biosphere. So if I can contribute in some small way, say by generating them spontaneously every time I do the wave at a stadium, 
<laughs> just, just two Corn Freemans and a Frank Fontaine. <laughs> I, just, I just thought of this. You don't have to. It's it's not. You don't have to raise your arms when you speak like Frank Fontaine. Just when you raise your arms, I'm like, how often do I really raise my arms? <laughs> not that often. Going so for something on a high way. shelf. Yeah, and yeah. when you do, you just have to be careful. Yeah. You know? that that is a good question, Brad. Wa- yeah. Washing would be a nightmare, though. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Huh. Yeah. Thinkers. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. Hmm. I think I'd probably still stick with the Gordon Freeman, also because Gordon Freeman's a hero. Like everyone loves him. Gordon Freeman. You know, like everybody. Me... Okay. Yeah. So just by the uh, just by the reputation, if you're walking around like Frank Fontaine, it doesn't mean you have to act like him, right? You're just, you're just talking like him. Yeah. Well, the voice makes right. the man. Oh, this is true. Yeah. We, we are pod people. The power of words. The theater of the mind. Except for right now when it is the theater of the, of the, of the face. Eyes. Yeah. Huh. Theater of the glasses for everybody, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Theater of the reflection of my monitor. Yeah. Let's see. Will Owens asks... Oh, sorry. No, I had nothing. Continue. <laughs> Will Owens asks, if you had to live in one game universe, but you, but you were just you, no superpowers or anything, what would it be? Nick? Um, I've got, uh, go, yeah, go, go ahead. Uh, you can go, go, to, go as well. No, I didn't get to see you guys, you guys go ahead. I didn't see these ahead of time, so I'm going to think on it for a second. Hmm, okay. Um, I'd say Mist, actually. You know, all studying up on linking them words, right? Making books walking around, because it's just this world except this one weird thing about it that you can link to whatever you can imagine and write about. So I think you, Mist... You can't make the books, because that's like a power, right? Can anyone just pick up a Mist book and make a Mist portal in this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's initially thought to just be a property of the Dini, but uh, Atris is half um, because of his non-Dini mother. So uh, and he managed to teach that uh, through Yisha, who was a quarter, um, and she managed to spread the word in the restoration of Denis. So. so it's a it's a skill you learn, or yeah. is it a property of the universe? Because I think implicit in the question is that you don't get any powers, like that you don't have anything special. It's a skill. Power. It's 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 a skill. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Which like you know I can't fly a plane right now, but if I well okay yeah classes. we live in a world where like, <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, right, that happens. And Mist just is not a dangerous place, whereas everything else is just kind of like, hmm, probably a lot of implicit threats to people's lives. Whereas in Mist, it's all just filial treachery. Yeah. Yeah. So the most boring answer, inspired by the most boring game. Uh, yeah, I would have to go for a safety answer too, because I don't want to get, don't want to get hurt or anything. So I'd probably say like Gone Home or Gabriel Knight Two. <laughs> um, so Gabriel Knight Two seems real friendly. Except, well, I mean, I guess there, there are. There are bits there, but the uh, everything seems like pretty fun and and genial. Everyone kind of acts a little bit worse than they do here. So I might go for that. I'd become an actor in the Gabriel Knight Two universe, and everyone <laughs> I would get a job just based on the fact that like after I do something, like I put something down and I don't go, and then just kind of like look at the, the camera and, and you know really stage show that I'm done doing it. Yeah. Gabriel Knight Two. Obvious that they were just leaving handles for editing it. Yeah, uh, and left them in. Like, like yeah. there's no, there's no cut. There's something about, I mean, games that try to be movies where like they never actually take any of the pacing or editing from movies. Like, mm-hmm. nope, you have to show everything yeah. because otherwise we won't understand. <laughs> nope, we have a whole language of cinema. You can cut, David Cage. I don't need to see all of this stuff. Uh, 
All right, I, I, you know, a little more risky than you guys, but not by much. I think the Shadowrun universe is pretty much just ours with a little bit more evil corporations and government. When you're not a runner, like, it's you're just a guy, right? So if yeah. I'm not doing runs, then I still get all the modern conveniences just with more evil out there. You could, you could be a runner. No. Yeah, I could be a runner. Maybe. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to tell you that for a while. <laughs> well, thank you. Because <laughs> um, you know, like, like Cole said, like, you could just learn the skill. Right. Or get, so get got, bombs or whatever. Come into the universe, I'm just as normal as everyone else, you know, your average everyday human, and I, maybe I could learn some decking skills, you know, work out for me. Yeah. If, you, if you're in the Shadowrun universe, that would be a great universe to kill yourself, because they have those uh, BTL chips, so like better than life things are just like pure bliss you just put into your brain. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, if you're just going to like OD on something, like it could feel like an eternity of just pure bliss, and like you're just wasting away in a hallway. <laughs> I think that, like, that would be that's the best universe for suicide if you can afford it. Alright. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I, think, I think I got a good answer then. I think, I think it worked out for me. Uh, the correct answer. Because if, <laughs> if you got too much, like, you got a good way out. Whereas, like, Mist, like, let's say, thinking of the original Mist, you have to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, drown? Just fling yourself into the ocean, I guess? I mean, yeah, that, that's, not, that's not a pleasant way to, uh, to die. Yeah. I mean, after after you're, uh, you're you're done fighting for air, they say it's pretty pretty peaceful. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except for the fighting for that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Are you guys okay with me just reading questions? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so Evan Noggle asks, "Does cilantro taste and smell like dish soap to you guys?" Question mark. I yeah. love it. I think cilantro is the best fucking thing. But <laughs> I hear it's a genetic thing, so I'm interested to see what you guys say. What, what if what if Evan asked this question without knowing that that was a genetic thing, and he just noticed it to him, and he's asking it like, hey guys, this is like just... <laughs> what, like, why does Chipotle put this all up in everything? Yeah. <laughs> Evan, this isn't Yahoo Answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I do not have that genetic disorder. Nor do uh, I. Yes, we all have the right the right genes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to imagine. Okay, so uh, because of the way genetics works in the Metal Gear Solid franchise, which uh, w- which uh, snake, liquid or solid, has that particular defect, and also is he able to do this with his tongue? <laughs> which one has the defective genes? And uh, okay, so it's a uh, um, snake. So- solid snake has the has the um, recessive and liquid snake has the dominant, and liquid snake is all up in arms because he thinks it's the other way around. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So probably snake would have the cilantro problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's recessive. <laughs> he can't taste anything though with his uh, with all the smoking he does. Yeah. His, his tasting days are over. So. Fired a bottle rocket up his nose. I mean, it yeah. tastes like tastes like a uh, styrofoam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, I'm a little bit dismayed that it seems to pop up in a lot of things, but I, you know, blah. Cilantro? Yeah, I'm a fan. I like cilantro. Yeah. We got a we got a restaurant down uh, downstairs from uh, from where I work that just puts cilantro in everything, um, which is a little dismaying because it, even though it doesn't taste like soap, it does have a taste, and uh, you know there should be a little bit of variety to it. No. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't need opinions about food. I don't need any like sauce or flavor on everything. You know. What's that? Yeah. I don't need any sauce or flavor on everything. Hmm. So, like, yeah. there's nothing I want. I mean, a little salt, but yeah. Boring answer. It's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got a. Um, Chad Bailey, he writes in something nice about uh, us doing Bonfire Side Chat, but he's got a question here, um, which says, uh, my real question is, which character in Dark Souls do you feel most matches your own personality? If we were all teleported to Lorgen, which character would you be? I call Sigmire of Katarina. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's him calling Sigmire. So. That's yeah. really hard to self-ascribe, I think. Yeah, like, let's each answer for the person to our left. <laughs> yeah, that, I, think, I think that changes. But, yeah, wait, who's who's who? This is a joke. <laughs> I don't want to actually call anybody anything. No, more. no, it seems like a way, way to hurt some feelings. Like if I'm talking aspirationally, Logan, because I like to pretend I'm smart, and the one small piece of information that does not sit right with me, I'm just like one, I'm that one piece of information away from just getting naked and going nuts and attacking somebody. So yeah. I think the true answer for almost all of us is like Stockpile Thomas. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, that, that's probably what we actually are. Yeah. Uh, you know? Serving some kind of role. Yeah, and well, or just more like running away when things go to shit and hiding out in the Nexus. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that's probably true. We have yeah, not been... if, if I was actually in the universe, I'd probably be one of the Crestfallens, because fuck all <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably negative enough to be one of the first two Crestfallens and not be uh, Salden. Like the, the the cheery crestfallen. Yeah, exactly. I'd probably be a Salden because I'm a little bit cheerier. You're, you're slightly more optimistic than I am. That is true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Probably yeah. crestfallen or uh, stockpile Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There should be a BuzzFeed quiz about this. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, wait. Let me look and see. <laughs> oh God. I'm kind of a quiz. I bet you it's on BuzzFeed. But if you like put in what Dark Souls character am I, I guarantee that has a result. It's a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we just all do it right now? Yeah, do, you want, do you want to read it to us, Cole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, we got time to kill. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. All right. So, so let's let's see here. Uh, who, which one of you wants to go first? Uh, me, me, and Nick will uh, will take turns. Okay. We'll answer for the oh. collective us. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, why don't as I read these, you guys select your answer, and then we can go back through and uh, and do it. Uh, oh, good. So, yeah, good. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Let me get something yeah. to jot down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me know when you're ready. I've got my cards. <clears throat> Go for it. You come across a little girl running around in the pouring rain, quite obviously lost. What do you do? Take her to a nice warm place to kill her. <laughs> Observe her. Rush over, pick her up, and try to make her feel better by making funny faces. Take her hand and then lead her home. Be a bit shy to approach, even though she's just a child. Laugh and tell her she'll never find her way home. <laughs> Stupid kid. Roll your eyes and scoff, then walk away. Dance in the rain with her. Lean Why are there so many answers to this? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Are there like ten different answers to this one question? Yeah, there are. I can, I can probably find a better one. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was like, okay, so that one's probably D. <laughs> and then just think back on it. But... <laughs> nope, it keeps going. All right. Uh... 
<laughs> this is a dumb quiz too. Oh my God, quiz people, stop! Let, let, let me just give you the first question on this on this quiz. Do you use your demon powers more than your angel powers? Is <laughs> <laughs> your best friend's brother your boyfriend? That's a Dark Souls quiz. Yeah, is your girlfriend part wolf? <laughs> oh, like Victorious, I guess. I, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I do not know what's going on all, with that. All of these are just so fucking long. Yeah. Well, we we we, we made a, a spirited attempt. Yeah. Yes, we did. Online quiz culture sucks. Yeah. Enough, yeah. Of, that, Enough yeah. of that. Mm. Except for the how long would you survive in a, in the chamber? The chamber is the only good online. Actually, That's... all. <laughs> What's that? Everything click hole. He was saying everything click hole is brilliant, which is absolute truth. How many? How many? Uh, Beach Boys songs. You <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> in defense of surf culture. Like, I just, oh my gosh. Huh. Yeah. Which mandatory Dark Souls boss are you? Uh, well, you have to subscribe. Oh, wait, no, you don't. Uh, no. This, 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 one might be, uh, this one might be a little bit easier. Okay, what's, how's that one go? Yeah. What word would you use to describe yourself? Wild, calm, determined, energetic, ruthless, loyal, Bold or powerful. Okay. All right. Still a lot of answers. Uh, yeah. It but is very easy to remember. But they're yeah, all one word. Right. As long as it's one word, it's fine. Okay. Uh, so how about I how about I do this? Why don't I just uh, you guys tell me yours and I can get three tabs going. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I chose, I chose calm. I'm also calm. I chose determined. Gary, are you going to bring that guy to game night for I should. I, I totally <laughs> should. He's kind of like fragile and, and high quality, though, so yeah. I don't know if he uh, leaves your apartment. For people listening to the audio version of this, uh, Gary is uh, coddling um, and uh, maybe swaddling would be the proper word for that, a, uh, a, a medical skeleton, like a miniature. It's like a child, like a baby skeleton. It's, uh, a skeleton baby. it's skull my cartilage. <laughs> my, my, my little skeleton friend. Yeah. So, I used to be in the Beatles. Do that horny, baby. Yeah, I was in the Beatles. So, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch, baby. Do you want my dick? Uh, Paul McCartney impersonation. Really, it's really good. Really yeah. good. Thank you. Yeah, baby. Yeah. How would someone close to you describe you using one word? Angry. Shady, brave, emotional, profane, cunning, loud, friendly. I'm going to go with friendly. I also went for friendly. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go with friendly, too. To a default. To a fault. There we go. Number three. Choose a starting character class. Bandit, hunter, knight, thief, pyromancer, cleric, deprived, Warrior. A little on the nose, don't you think, Quiz? Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Pyro. I need that SL1. Yeah. yeah. I'm Sorcerer. What's weird is this this uh, PlayBuzz site um, <laughs> actually uh, randomizes the position of the answers as, of, as though they're trying to maintain some kind of electoral, like, uh, um, you know, authenticity to it. For replay value. Yeah. So you said Pyromancer, Gary? 
I, I said sorcerer. Uh, I, I sorcerer. said pyro. Yeah, uh, sorcerer is not a, is not a um, an oh, option. Shit. Oh, yeah. then I will choose pyro as well. Okay, I'm going to go with. Why don't we say? Yeah, I'd probably do pyromancer too. So we're all going to end up roughly the same. Choose yeah. a weapon: scythe, sword, staff, energy, axe, knife, hammer, magic. How do I choose between energy and magic? <laughs> yeah. Um, no magic. I think is what I'm going with. Here you go. Magic. I'll go sword. I'm gonna pretend it's my trusty Uchi. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, let's say scythe. That is the closest to a spear in that. Okay. Which weakness would your arch nemesis mo- most likely use to destroy you? Power. Money, your reputation, your job, insecurities, your master, family, physical ailments. Insecurities. <laughs> physical ailments. Yeah, that's hard. There are lots of those things that people can use against me. I'm going to go family just so um, I'm different from everybody else, since I'm weak to like all those things. Uh-oh. So my family are villains. Okay, you're doing physical ailments. Gary, I need to remember all of your answers because I lost yours. I've got them written down. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm doing. I'm doing them in in real time. Let's see. Question number six out of eight. Don't worry. We're almost there. Which of the following is likely to be your greatest fear? People, weakness, the unknown, fear itself, heights, death, betrayal, or violence? I'm going go, death. Yeah. Uh, I'll go violence. All right. I'm going to say. People. <laughs> and you, Gary? Um, I went death. Death. Okay. So you are not Nito. Nope. Uh, number, number seven. Select an element. Earth, fire, air, water, heart. Heart? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go fire. Uh, I'll go earth. Why not? All right. Let me go air. Oh. All right. And then finally, pick a color: orange, blue, gold, black, gray, silver, red, or yellow. I'm going orange. I'll go gray. And I will go black. I believe there's no green. How do you how do you have a list of colors it's, and it'll make it's green? A, it's a weird quiz. Yeah, they all correspond to that's like the color of the boss or something. The last question should be like, which Dark Souls 2 mandatory boss are you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, um, Nick, you are Chaos Witch Quilog. All right. Your emotions get the best of you. You're a wild card. And and your sensitive appearance must not be taken advantage of because you are not one who should be crossed when it all boils down. You ever notice how these don't actually say anything? Like, everything everything contradicts and is also meant to be the, uh, uh, as complimentary as possible? It's astrological. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gary, you are Chaos Witch Kalog as well. What? Okay. That's good. Anybody who chooses Pyro. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I am the Iron Golem. Focused, determined, hard to crack, and nearly impossible to thwart when given a task. You exhibit strength, fortitude, and tough exterior that guards you very much uh, that very few will ever see. What? Uh, your what? allegiance is earned by the elite. I don't know Ooh. how accurate that is. Ooh. Yeah. Tarkus yeah. will wreck you, bro. 
<laughs> I didn't even say heights. Wouldn't heights be uh, his his biggest fear? You think so? Yeah. Who who even knows the logic of these things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who even knows those those geniuses at BuzzFeed? <laughs> oh. Hmm. Anyway, that went on way too long. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> yeah, sorry to people listening and watching. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Murph Murphy writes, um, have you guys heard of Action Castle? Oh. It's a tabletop game that mimics an, an interactive fiction game. Uh, the DM is the computer, and the players take turns inputting properly formatted commands. There's a lot of them. The genre is called Parsley. Yeah, we have direct experience with Action Castle. We, yes, we, uh, we did a podcast version of Action Castle um, the first year we did the uh, the live show in person. Yeah. Um, Specifically, that is the extra sode for the arcades special. Yeah, so you can you can yeah. check that out if you want to hear us go through Action Castle. Yeah. Um, I love Action Castle. I was exposed to it at PAX. The guys who do that, um, I think they're called um, it's like RPG Night or something like that is the name of that series of podcasts. Like. Super smart dudes. Um, they always do like the best panel. Like when I used to go to PAX, they would always do like, kind of the best panel there. Um, yeah, I love Action Castle. Mm-hmm. They seem like they'd be fun to fun to uh, design. Yeah, yeah, just super simple, you know, interactive fiction. Like the way that it ends up working, like when you say the players take turns. Like when I first played it, I played it with a huge room full of people, which was very fun because like the puzzles were very simple, but we had people trying to spite each other, and everyone had to remember like where we were at, and everyone just got one turn. So if you you know See, you have to like take a hit for the team and save the game and and stuff like that. Like it was very cool. Mm-hmm. Like I like the parsley games. Yeah. Quite a bit. You had like a nice uh, like a nice printed version of it. Did you get that at the show? Uh yeah, yeah. It was uh, it's signed. It is uh, my laminated uh, nice copy of uh, Action Castle. Yeah. You ever play that, Nick? I have not, but I've heard a lot of it from from Gary from his first pack experience. So I would yeah. like to check it out. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, a lot I of fun. Could, I could bring Action Castle to uh, Game Retreat because it yeah. takes. You know, all of 25 yeah. minutes to play, and it'd be fun yeah. with you know a few more people. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of action castle. Then it's fun to say, yeah. action castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, Charles Pierce writes in. Since he lives in Portland, does Gary and Nick as well? Uh, do you have any experiences with pretentious hipster asshole baristas? You want to start, Gary? Yeah. Not not really. Like yeah. <laughs> people are people are generally Portland is not uh, at anything like people say it is, and people that well, it is, but you don't have to interact with it. Like <laughs> everyone is just generally nicer than most cities I've been to, which is great. And then every once in a while, you see some fucker in like a double tall bicycle, and you can just ignore him. Or like some some dickheads like juggling a, some bagpipes dressed up as Darth Vader, and you just like don't look at him. He wants attention, and then you just go on, you know, read your book or listen to your podcast. But mm-hmm. all of the baristas and everything are actually just like super nice. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I've been around many pretentious hipster baristas, and all of them are the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, so. like they're really not pretentious or hipster. Like they've got tattoos and they, you know. They well, they've like, got you know, they might have mustaches. They might know all the different pores of coffee, and they might say the beans are from Costa Rica instead of Brazil. But yeah, they're they're super nice about it. Yeah, they're 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 fine people. Fine people. I don't. That never makes me mad. Like that's not a. Yeah. It used to be like I feel like that's a young man's game, like getting mad at people for that kind of thing because it's not disingenuous. Like they just you know like coffee and they're just you know listening to music that they like at work. It's a cool place to work. And like as I get older, like everyone should want that. Like that's the ideal. Like you want to work in a cool coffee shop where everyone's relaxed and like 
listens to good music. Like, why would you not want that? You know, and I just at least for me, um, I think that, that they're for the most part they're doing it right. And uh, the actual annoying things, like the people, you know, again, like juggling glow sticks and shit, are pretty <laughs> more. Um, Don't talk to me about my affectation. I talk to you about about my affectation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of really obsessed people here, but yeah. they're not usually mean-spirited about their obsession, and they're not, you know, the pretension doesn't come off as uh, a greater-than-holier-than-thou thing. It's just, this is what I know. Let me uh, let me tell you about it if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is fine. Like, that doesn't that doesn't bother me too much. And also, there's tons of just regular, like, adult people, too. Like, if you go to the library, it's full of librarians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go to the store, it's full of people checking out your groceries. Like most of the people are just kind of normal. If you go to like, there are probably certain coffee shops that are more full of of this type than others. You know, but there's also just tons of regular just coffee coffee places too. Yeah, I just I just want to make sure the asshole portion is struck off the end of that because I've not met. Yeah, I guess that yeah, pretentious hipster is more like they're probably more hipsters. I don't even want to call them pretentious because they're being genuine. Yeah, like, more hipsters. Yeah. Yes, I do have experiences with hipster baristas, but. That doesn't not uh, does not bother me. I feel like both the words hipster and pretentious don't have any meaning anymore. <laughs> like I, I hear I hear it thrown around as a general one size fits all pejorative, but I've never been able to pin somebody down on what exactly that means. I understand there's a dictionary definition, but like in the parlance, it doesn't have any real weight. I guess. Yeah, yeah. especially hipster. Like pretentious. Like I can. I feel like I can you know oftentimes recognize pretension and like know yeah. that okay that's a thing like this is this is pretension but I try not to use that word willy nilly yeah. you know um, because of what you're what you're saying yeah um, not I'm not calling putting like Charles on blast for definitely not trying to me and your your sensitivities are probably different than mine like there are probably things about the city that would just annoy you inherently that don't annoy me um, but my mine is like unicycle enough. Like that's not okay. Um, anything below unicycle, I'm pretty much okay with. Yeah, up to and including unicycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that holds with my experience. I've had nothing but great uh, experiences with people in Portland. Um, I don't know if that's because you kind of took me to good places. Um, so it might have been vetted. I'm not really sure about the sample size of it. Um, I think that like the asshole hipster pretentious barista, you're gonna find that more in places that aren't considered to be the mecca because like, I see that occasionally here like you know especially when I was you know going to school and there were like coffee places around campus because you have a bunch of people who are like I'm gonna get out of this two-bit town man and uh, they're like I'm gonna work at a coffee shop because that's what you do right I'm gonna act like I'm in Portland because that's what you that's where I want to be right except it's some kind of grotesque parody of it yeah. so you know I think that you know, at least that's been my experience here in Cincinnati, and that's hard for me as somebody who really doesn't have any desire to leave. Um, you know, it's like just shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's definitely pretentious. Like that, that hits on my actual, you know, a little bit dictionary yeah. definition of them putting on a pretense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in, for the most part, like there, there's like a difference between how people act, like on the West Coast, and like I've I've been all around, um, and the I like the the kind of speed. Of, of people on the West Coast in general, not specifically just Portland, but I like Seattle a lot too, um, yeah. where people are just kind of like a little bit nicer and it is a little bit slower paced. Like you don't have, you know, people yelling at you to walk faster on the sidewalk. Shit like <laughs> that. You know, I don't need that. Some so. of the nicest strangers I ever met was when I, when I was living in New York though. Yeah. Was, well, uh, man, that, was, that was a good experience. All places, I'm not, I mean, all, not all New Yorkers are like pushy assholes. Like I've met like tons yeah. of nice people in New York too, but 
there is, I think that there is kind of like an av- like a, there is a little bit of a difference, and it's just kind of the the mean, you know. Mm. Yeah. The aggregates. Mm-hmm. At least in my experience. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Yeah. It's yeah. great city. Yeah. We're gonna be happy to have you around again, Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting to the last question, guys. While we're answering this final one, why don't uh, you know if you have any other um, you know things that you want answered, go ahead and give it to us. This is substantially shorter than the previous one, um, which is, isn't saying we can't find something to talk about afterwards. But uh, open call on that. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's see here. Evan Noggle asked another question. Uh, do you have a hard time playing a game for fun when you have so many games you need to play for podcasts every week? I think I'll go ahead and start since I have much less <laughs> as far as you guys go. Um, you know, I, I, I only have to, to play a small select bunch of indie games that I really, for the most part, wanted to play in the first place. So I don't really feel too much of this tug. Um, I do sometimes feel bad about wasting too much time playing CSGO when there's a million other games out there. But uh, but no, for me, for me, I uh, I pretty much want to play all the games that I'm playing for, for Comrade, so doesn't feel like I'm fighting against any forces. Cool. I go into every game um, that we do for WAF and, you know, whatnot, feeling that way. Sometimes they become a slog about halfway through. Uh, in general, yeah, I do feel guilty, um, you know, especially when I know there's something that I ought, you know, to be playing. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just something that's kind of like, okay, get over it. It's all games. You know, eat your Sunday and then you can have your dinner, right? Um, however, you know, I get over that really by portioning them out, either going on game packs and thinking like, okay, I can like get this many chapters in a day and still be, you know, a little bit safe. But that is my solution for everything is to, you know, apply a system to it to quell my anxiety. So that is not a surprise for anybody. Um, it gets a little hairy about like, oh, um, similar to your Counter-Strike Go kind of thing. Like, I was playing Dark Souls uh, today, um, trying to get my Hexcaster up, and it's like, wait a minute, I really ought not to be playing Dark Souls. I'm all played up on my um, commitments for Bonfireside Chat until the next time we record. And, uh, you know, this is just kind of me playing Dark Souls because that is something that feels comfortable uh, to do right then and there. Uh, So, yeah, that is just a little bit, you know... Weird. It's just a it's a it's a strange relationship, and you hear like games journalists talking about like oh I can't fit this in or I can't do um, what I would like to do. But uh, but yeah, I would say I feel weird going into the level sometimes. Um, just having a very brief experience with a very small indie game, just to be able to talk about something or a small portion of like Watch Dogs, which is a game I genuinely uh, want to play. But there's a there's beasts beasts within to find, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more or less to do. You have the, the level to kind of further, because there is, like, a pressure since you're bringing that to people. Like, you're actually bringing something up extemporaneously. Yeah. So it gets you with the level, making that a little bit harder. Um, but I, I will feel it, too, even watching out for fireballs, even if I'm ahead. Like, I can be have completed the game we're going to do and just be like, I can always get further ahead. Yeah, exactly. It, just, it, it does, in a way, positively recontextualize playing video games because it makes them feel productive in a way that they're only kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, getting getting ahead on games for, for projects feels good. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying to get away from that and trying my best to, like, let myself have the time I've created. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, okay, you know, I've made this time. I'm ahead on this habit. You know, and that's, it takes some effort, but, like, I can do it, and I don't feel guilty. Um, what more 
what will happen though is that uh, when you're playing for one of the shows, is I'm thinking about the game more, and it is kind of in some ways more fun. Like, um, you know, like I, it is sometimes more engaging to play something for the show because I'm trying to keep things in mind and, mm-hmm. and remember stuff to bring up. So yep. it kind of makes some games I'm just doing for fun, unless it's like a real standout, um, make it, you know, not quite as satisfying too. That makes yeah. sense. It's it's weird because what we've done is effectively take our hobby as something that would have been just a you know a dalliance or would have just been a waste of time quote you know quote unquote um, and turned it into something something productive um, and that's kind of it, it makes the relationship just a little bit more complicated. My biggest sense of guilt that I have right now is uh, not making as much progress as I would like to on Hexcrank, but dear God, guys, wax works. Um, I just need to figure out a way to like bank up a bunch of those and then just get the resolve to to go forward. But I am I am at critical um, critical mass maximum capacity in terms of projects and uh, kind of ongoing commitments right now. So that's kind of my my biggest concern. And it's like, man, I really you know just feel bad about that. Yeah. yeah. Are you? I mean, are you committed to beating all those games, or you just want to get to where you have something interesting to say? To get to get to where I have something interesting to say. So like for Waxworks, there are like five different scenarios for all of them. Like, you know, like you have different scenes. So like one is, you know, ancient Egypt, the other one is Victorian England, and there's Jack the Ripper and stuff, and they all have like a different style of gameplay around them. And I've just not been able to penetrate far far enough into any, any of them to feel like I can, you know, pull something out. And eventually here, you know, probably over the course of this vacation, I'm just gonna pull the ripcord and um you know, write something about it just so I can move on. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know that I'm committed. Like, I didn't be Personal Nightmare. It was the yeah. same company, so. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that company's made some other games that are on the list, too. So, uh, they, yeah, I, I, I mean, the last one. They, they, yeah. like, they, really, all they did was uh, was Personal Nightmare, the Elvira games, which you can't get, and then uh, and then Waxworks. Yeah. I, I, I mean, personally, like, if somebody reads the blog, I think it's fine to, like, I would be fine with a smaller word count. Mm-hmm. Or something if you have less to say about it, you know. Like, but also, uh, when I posted on Facebook saying, guys, I might just quit this, you <laughs> chimed in and said, I don't know, man, channel Lobos. Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a challenge to my manhood, I guess? I don't know. Well, just just, uh, just write it then. Like, don't don't give up on the, the thing. Like, there's so much to, like, creative work about getting something out, too, you yep. know? Like, uh, you have forever to make your first album, and then afterwards you have six months to make your second, and, like, mm-hmm. that's a true thing, you know? Yeah. I'm not criti- I'm not saying that to criticize you. Based on no, that, like, no, I just, you know, it's also just all of this. I, I have I have so many things to creatively procrastinate on where it can be, you know, can be productive. So there, there, there's, always, there, there's always more to busy yourself with. And it's just a matter of choosing to sit down and play and choosing to sit down and write. Yeah. Yeah. My um like my writing project I'm starting for the network and my my sneak preview I'm trying to get pretty far ahead before I start releasing them because of be like just I'm not and again this is not indirect like you should have done this cool I'm just saying that like I agree with you like it is good to get a good a good head of steam yeah on. So. for sure mm-hmm. yeah oh we got a couple more questions neat yeah. thanks guys yeah thanks yeah. hmm. So, uh, so Brad Carey asks, so you've had a bit too much to drink and you want to fire We've up a game. too much to drink. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you when I've had enough. Don't tell me what's too much. <laughs> uh, what do you pick? Up to you if this is alone or in a group scenario, basically. What is your drunkish game of choice? 
Um, holy shit, if I had my druthers, rock band. Um, it's a good choice. Yeah, like with, 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 with like you know optimal conditions for this, with a group of people, and um, you know not in a place where I can piss off my neighbors. Yeah. Upstairs. Um, what's your What's your lonely choice too? Like let's let's answer alone yeah, and. Yeah, Something I'm comfortable with, like uh, you know, something something horror wise, honestly. So I'll fire up, uh, I'll fire up a Silent Hill or something like that. Um, you know, I feel like Dark Souls takes a little bit too much precision, and I don't like. I've tried playing that uh, in my cups, and that does not find any. I find no purchase there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, yeah. Nick? Uh. Well, very often this happens with me and my roommate, and it's always Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> that is the best drunk game. It is absolute mayhem even when dead sober. So uh, so two two drunk guys just yelling at each other until they can't take it anymore is, is a lot of fun. Um, solo, though. Uh, that's a hard one. Probably... I'm trying to look through what I have installed on Steam right now, and it probably mm-hmm. end up being something like like Isaac or just, you know like like Cole said something I'm infinitely familiar with, but could play forever. So, you know, something that I, I'm not gonna pick up a new game and try and figure out how my muscles can learn how to work <laughs> work something new. So, um, yeah, Isaac would probably be my solo drunk game of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys know when uh, when when Rebirth is coming out? It's pretty much feature complete, but there's not a release date yet. Mm. Yeah, I know of. This this year is still the the headline that Edmund gives. He refuses to give a date, but he's he is saying this year. So it's all testing and balance and QA at this point. So okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, how about you, Gear? I'm reasonably excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really like you know moments after taking a mild pull of whiskey. Like I can't really drink um, so much anymore. Like I can't get super drunk. I'm on a medication that. Per- precludes that, um, but I, every once in a while I'll get a little bit drunk, and in my kind of ideal world, like I think in a group I think I'm with Cole, I think Rock Band is about as fun as you can get um, being drunk, and then uh, solo uh, probably with Nick, I'm, I'm a mix of Nick and Cole um, I, <laughs> I have my 700 hour Isaac clock or what have you on Steam, which is only like I kept saying, I was embarrassed about that number and kept saying, well, you know, I'd leave it on overnight or when I go to work, you know, and you can't you know, I can't save your game, so it's probably not accurate I've played it so much. Like, I was saying that at 500 hours, and I haven't had to do that for 200 more hours. So whatever the accurate thing was at that point, there was an extra. Like, I just have an unlimited appetite for that game for no reason that I can, you know, fully articulate. Um, and it's just, I just know it so well that it just it works really well drunk. I don't like playing uh, something new to me. Like, I, it's the same thing with movies. Like, I don't want to go to a movie I've never seen drunk. Like, I want to have, like, a clear head when I experience anything for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. Drunk, uh, drunk Minecraft is pretty fun. Um, I think that depends on how much you like Minecraft, but like that, that that's something I just kind of forgot just because you can kind of busy yourself and get into that trance-like state. I think all of that, like the familiarity, something to just kind of like busy with your hands that you're trying to work out something up here, um, you know, and that is, you know, project-based when you're in there. So I, I might amend my answer to, to make that my solo one. It's a pretty good solo one too, yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see here. Trent Amond writes in asking, uh, what's one bad game you really wish was good? Conversely, what game has no right to be as good as it is? I have the perfect answer for this because it answers both at the same time. <laughs> Fucking Dwarf Fortress. 
that, that game is so good and so fucking terrible that I really wish it just both those would level out and make a solid game for once. Yeah, I have a hard time. I can't play Dwarf Fortress at all. So yeah. it's nice because there are some things that are you know trying to. Um, smooth that out in terms of the experience. So like I have tried playing Dwarf Fortress and I can't I can't wrap my mind around it, but like Prison Architect feels like a reasonable facsimile of that um to me, which is pretty nice. But uh, that doesn't have anywhere near the the level of uh the level of emergence I guess that that has. Yeah, there there's even some uh like fan add-ons now that give you sort of a graphical display that can help a lot. But uh it the controls are still just absolutely god-awful. There's no way to ease into it. It's just, like, a learning cliff. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I used to play that game a lot, and I got into it enough to really enjoy it, but that initial barrier is just so ridiculous, and then the amount of depth there is after that is so good, and yet still so ugly and clunky. That if, if there could just be a competent person behind that game, it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Gary? Because this one's tough. For it's me. tough. The first part uh, of it is anyway. Yeah, the the, the first part the first part is is definitely tough. Um, there are definitely games that I I wish that I liked, you know, slightly more than I do. Um, you know, and not I'm not saying it to be controversy baiting, but like just you know just slogged my way through Dragon Age, you know, and got and saw the end credits and got through it, and like I think ultimately on the balance I like that game. But there's so many things I think that it does wrong that it does like I wanted it to be a lot better, like liking the lineage so much. And then uh, the uh, you know, and I would say the same thing. I mean, again, I'm not trying to start a fight, but like I had that experience on Mass Effect where I was like trying to like it, and then just couldn't kind of had to stop playing it. And that doesn't mean that happened twice with Dragon Age, so it could still be in like five years. I'm gonna go back and play Mass Effect One and be real into it. Not real into it, but like enough to get through it. Like that could definitely happen. But like both those games, that kind of style of Bioware RPG, just is feels stilted and like informationally noisy in a way that I don't like. Yeah. Um, and I wish they were a little bit better. And mechanically, just like I mean, this is more of a problem in Mass Effect, but like just needs to be mechanically more interesting. Like Mass Effect drives me nuts that like none of the abilities mean anything in English. So, like, I have no idea what something, like, if somebody is a, you know, this kind of spellcaster, like, what does that, what does a assault enforcer mean versus, like, a warrior? Things like that. Like, it's it's so much in its own metafiction that, like, I have no place to land, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, w- I wish those were a little bit more Gary-friendly might be a better way to put it, because they're good games. I just wish they were a little bit more, you know, uh, had a little bit more inroad for me. Yeah. Um, I wish Dragon Age 2 was better, honestly. Hmm. Um, I think that it's successful on a certain level insofar as it is about uh, what happens when you're when you are somebody who is a walking disaster like every uh, you know the the, the the entire story is what happens when everything around you goes wrong simply because you're there um, and uh, I think that it does a lot to you know make the combat more friendly a little bit more uh, fast-paced and kind of textured and interesting um, however just the actual in dungeon play is much more of a slog than 
Dragon Age 1 ever was. And there were some areas of Dragon Age 1, such as uh, what, Arigramar or whatever, you know, the, the deep roads, and then the, the forest level that were just way too long. Like, the combination of repetition. Like, I just wish that they had had the luxury of being able to put the time into it to actually mm-hmm. make it as, uh, you know, varied as, you know, or not as varied, at least as varied as Dragon Age 1 was. If not more. Um, yeah, if, if not more, definitely. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of deliver kind of the, the the character that they managed to put in because Dragon Age 1 kind of, I mean, Morgan aside and like her ribbing between Alistair, not really that much interesting happening in the interactions between you and everybody around you, whereas Dragon Age 2 had uh, had more going for it. Yeah. Characters, and that's going to be what carries a Bioware RPG for me is the characters. Yeah, um, that, was a, that was a thing I thought of with both Dragon Age 1 and 2. Like, I like Morgan a lot. Um, I liked Alistair as you know, as just as a guy, and then we I had people like um, like Ogren who I ended up using mechanically, but just like he's a drunk, get it? <laughs> like there wasn't too much to him, and Sten wasn't that like uh, Liliana wasn't that interesting. Like they just weren't very very good, and the uh, you know that was a big thing. Whereas like I'm replaying um, Baldur's Gate, and like even though it's so much more primitive and there aren't as many flags or complexity, the actual like origins of the characters are a little bit better. Like you're forced to be around people who are more. Um, they do something very interesting mechanically where, like, there are people who are shit heels and who might have different alignments and different goals, but you're actually, the game is hard in a way that Dragon Age isn't. Um, so you're forced to band with people who are assholes you don't like, and that creates these combinations, yeah. um, you know, that are they're really explosive. That's really cool. Um, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely something I noticed. Like, I like the NPC interactions and, and that, too. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that that serves as well uh, for, for for an answer about a game that I wish was good. There's a game that I wish I was better at, um, just because it seems interesting. It seems like something that I would like, and I'm going to blame it less on my own incompetence and more on the kind of the shitty presentation. But Kerbal Space Program. Mm. Um, that's I love that game the, so much. What's that? I love that game. It, I love it so much. I spend yeah. entirely too much time on it. Yeah. So like. I, w- I don't know if I just need to like sit down with a wiki on one monitor and then the game over here and just kind of go through like just build order instructions to like just at the very least get something off the ground. But uh, holy shit, like the distance between the awesome stories that I hear about things people do in Kerbal Space Program, like, oh, you know, I lost like three people in space, but I launched a rescue mission to get them back. I'm like, okay, cool. Those are awesome stories that pop up. But then what I experience feels so far away from that that it's just daunting to me that I wish that my experience was like the thing that I put together in my head when somebody's saying those things. Yeah, that that was kind of exactly what I was uh, getting at with the the Dwarf Fortress analogy. But I feel like Kerbal Space Program is um, much better at that because all of its mechanics are based on actual real-world physics. So you have to have an idea of orbital physics to get past that first learning curve. And that sucks. Like I, I don't. I, I total, totally with you. That sucks, and it's really hard to get your first step off the ground. And I did like uh, when I first started playing it. I did a let's play series, and it's just the longest, most boring fucking let's play series. It's so bad because try, trying to learn how to play that game is is an absolute you know mindfuck. Trying to get around how orbital physics work when they don't work the same way of as things do here on Earth. So, um, but. Once you get past that hump, it's much, it, it's very clean. It makes a lot of sense once you understand the the basic physical mechanics behind it. So it doesn't quite have the the head of 
you know, infinite levels of complexity that Dwarf Fortress does. Yeah. Gary, did you did you give the the answer to the game that ought not to be good but is? I, I didn't, but I thought of some more stuff that I don't think is that great, but I wish was better. Okay. <laughs> I think an easier after this question. Um, it comes up a lot in, in Comrade, because I was thinking about um, Sir, You Are Being Hunted, yeah. which, like, I wanted to like them way more than I did. Like, I think it is interesting, but ultimately, like, I don't think that's a very good game. Like, yeah. on the balance. And then uh, Don't Starve, which is, like, I like the idea of Don't Starve, but the actual play, I don't think, is very fun. Um, you know, that happens a lot. And I think it's part of, like... Um, it's tied to early access culture, you know. Like I'm playing things that are not actually done a lot of the times, even if it, you know, if it's not right on the tin that it's done. Like there's going to be these perpetual updates and and things, you know. I shouldn't be judging them based on on that, but they end up, you know. I, it's hard for me to think of coming back to something if it doesn't leave a good impression. Right. Yeah. Like uh, Sir, you're being hunted just got out of beta, and it's like I think about that game, and like it was, you know, it had some neat ideas, but it's just hard to want to go back to it. You know, I wonder about like this kind of like what Greenlight and what uh, early access is really doing. You know, if people, if every, if I, other people are in that same position where they want to go back to something, even if it left a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth. You know. Well, it's also sort of leaving allowances for people to call a game finished when it's not quite fulfilling the promises people expected of it when it became out on early access. Like, so you're being, being hunted is out. You know, officially now, and it's not that much more than what it was when it was in beta or what have you. And um, you know, that's that's happening a lot, where it just gets all its sales. Games will get all their sales through early access enough for the developer to just be like, "All right, I've done what I need to do for this game. I can drop it now. Call it done. Call it 100% finished, and say that it that that was the game." Yeah. Yeah. Like I've definitely have like an inkling of that feeling, for sure. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because, like, when you come at it after it's after it's you know feature complete or after it's you know like okay we're done you know this is 1.0 like you don't have the novelty driving you forward to discover it. It right. becomes more about like okay what's different from the last time I played. Yeah. Like, I'm perpetually watching the uh, the wiki for Starbound um, to see when that gets its 1.0 release because. I got so invested in a bunch of creations in that, and then it just went away. Um, they they destroyed enough of my work that it's like I'm gonna wait, and I'm not even sure I'm ever gonna come back to it, specifically yeah. because of that problem. Yeah, I've I only played a little bit of Starbound and decided to do the same thing, like just not touch it until I know it's more feature complete. But especially not touching um, Wasteland 2 beta. Wait, I I backed that in Kickstarter. I was like, why the hell would I play this game in beta? That's the worst idea. I need I need this to be a complete full experience before I ever set my eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And then the, a good answer to that second one, and we talked about this a little bit in a question we answered last time. But like, tons of survival horror games end up being good even though they don't work. Yeah, you know, like they're broken, <laughs> broken, janky messes, but they're still fun. Haunting uh, Ground, Clock Tower Three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those yeah. are the those are the big prime examples. Rule of Rose um, is another one that uh, is is not good. Rule of Rose is objectively a very bad game, but um, there's Just enough there for me personally to persevere through that. Yeah. I felt that way about uh, Deadly Premonition. Like I, I think that's a terrible game, like mechanically, but it's got it's got its cool setting and you know enough fan love from it to get me to actually play it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably a good answer for me too, because like on paper I hated that game, even though I enjoyed playing it. <laughs> like there are things, so many things to to like about it. What did we do that was weird right after? Oh, Killer Seven. I ended yeah, up liking so much more. 
Um, and it was a similar thing. Like, I really like Killer7, and Killer7, again, on paper, has no right to be good. Like, an right. on-rails, clunky, you know. But Killer7 is great. Yeah. Um, that's a good, that's that's my official answer. There's my final there answer. <laughs> there you go. So. Yeah. Um, dipping into the predictable well for that one, uh, The uh, if, if you're talking about the gulf between the source material being so just horrible and the actual game being really good. The uh, the Chronicles of Riddick, uh, Escape from Butcher Bay oh, yeah. game. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good that's a good one. I've heard so many good things about the um, the King Kong game. King Kong. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> King, 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 King Kong. King Kong. Racist. It's racist. racist. Um, it's racist against uh, giant, against giant monkeys. Yeah. yeah the, um, but people have said that game is great, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So I have not played it. Have you played it? Yep, that's good. Yeah. I don't know how well it would hold up. Like, is it really is one of those like, you know, straddling the uh, um, straddling the generation lines um, kind of games a little bit. It's kind of scant. Um, the King Kong sections are not as fun as the uh, like being on foot and being in like the uh, you know being Jack really Black. hostile. Yeah, being Jack Black yeah. <laughs> running around with your camera. No. <laughs> that movie. I wonder like, if fuck up that was. Try, like, just like trying to get me to believe that Jack Black would say, "Twas beauty killed the beast." Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, not, that's not my Jack Black. No, that's not. <laughs> he, he's leading some schools of rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that 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 one is also good. The Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings um, beat 'em ups yeah, on yeah, PS2. Yeah, but I, I kind of expected. Um, I would expect those to be passable or decent. So the, the GBA. Um... And then we're answering a different question, like the best license game. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the Rings RPGs are, are decent too. Yeah. Um, and the the Harry Potter GBA RPGs are not too bad. Hmm. Are they not? Like they're just fine JRPGs. Yeah. All right. Huh. Yeah. There's kind of a broad question that Will asked, but uh, I'm gonna leave that for uh, one more later. So why don't we go to Chad Bailey who says? I'm pretty sure Will is joking. I, I don't think that's actually. I don't want anyone on this stream to answer that question, because that's good. That's real, like dickhead bait. Like if you answer, ever answer that question, uh, honestly, there's no way you're not sounding like an asshole. So yeah, it does not sound like an asshole. Will is being funny. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, fellas, where do you get your ideas? Which yeah. I'm going to delete that one. Right there. Yeah, where we? Thank you, Will. Yeah, we. Although last night I had a I had a good idea. I don't want this to get lost just in in Tweetland. But how awesome would it be to have like a uh, horror stories from school podcast? Like, um, you know, just kind of like a like very short, commiserating kind of like, yeah, public education really sucks. Um, called Inside Voices. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. That's a good name. Not taken, and I almost feel like I need to squat that. But hold on. Um, Chad Bailey writes in asking, "Would you recommend Dungeons and Dragons to most anyone, or do you think it takes a particular type of person to enjoy it?" Hmm. That's for you too. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like if you if you have if you have good people, like people who are already your friends, who you think have good senses of humor, and you already get along with in game environments, like be it like board game or video game, try Dungeons and Dragons. I would not recommend anyone just go to like a comic book store and just put up like a flyer asking for a group because it's like you need a good group of people to do yeah. that. That's the number one ingredient to fun D and D. But yeah, you have a crew already and like you grab the red box or the basic set or something like that to give it a shot. I think that you will have fun. I agree with that. Um, we've played with people who are not fun to play with before, but it's because they didn't mesh with the group. 
not necessarily because they were bad people or bad players. So um, it's it's a highly group mechanic based uh, entertainment source. So if if you kind of like like how Cards Against Humanity is a fucking terrible game unless you're with a decent group of people. Like, as a game, it's absolutely garbage, but if you get the right group of people, it can be okay. Well, Dungeons & Dragons is that, but kind of the opposite. It's a decent game, but with a good group, it's fantastic. Hmm. I wish I remembered Cards Against Humanity when I was ranting about being cheesed off. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so the answer to your question, yes, um, just don't do it with randos. Yeah. Which is what I think you should do all games with. Like, I don't care about randos. I think any game you play with randos is not going to be fun. I don't, know, I don't play randos. Yeah. If, you're, if you're looking to just find a group, like, you don't have a group of people who would be willing to play, um, you kind of have to get to a subset of society you already know you kind of enjoy already. Like, Gary and I found each other to play D&D via something awful, which yeah. is already a smaller and group of people. We also, I mean, I can't remember if you and I did this because we were, because um, I was with Trevor, um, but the, uh, with Ben and Courtney, like, rather than just going and meeting at their house and, like, spending three hours locked in a D&D <laughs> dungeon, like, we went out and had dinner. Right. And it was more like just kind of a meetup, like, hey, we don't know each other, we have this thing in common, like, do we like each other? Yeah. You know, and then when we found out we got along, it's like, okay, it might be fun to do this thing. Yeah, you have to, you have to court your D&D players yeah. before you can go serious with them, go steady. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, like, the, the most anyone part of this question is, is a little bit, it's throwing me off just a little bit because, you know, you guys are supposing that the, that the person you're trying to, like, bring into the fold with your, with your wily snares and whatnot um, already has some kind of proclivity towards playing games. Like, you know, like, would this be, like, somebody who doesn't play games or who wouldn't be predisposed towards wanting to sit around rolling dice and telling stories? I mean, you know, that just seems like an ill-advised social move to me. I mean, is, is, am I am I wrong? Am I being too normative about what people would enjoy? I, I guess like that that's only ameliorated by the like recommend is such a soft verb. Yeah. You know, like like I wouldn't enforce anyone <laughs> to do it or anything yeah. or invite anyone necessarily. But like, if this person has friends and stuff, like I think they probably would have a good time if they came way into it with an open open mind and everything. You know, um, recommend is very soft. Like there are people who don't who don't game. Like I don't, I think Dungeon Dragons would be a weird first game if you're unfamiliar with like any games. You know, mm-hmm. like I think it'd be a fine first tabletop game, but like if you have never played a board game that isn't like sorry, you know, or you don't play video games, you're not that might be tough. Yeah. So, but that that's hard it's hard to call that a particular type of person because like almost everybody has some kind of in this game's a throne world that we live in. <laughs> like everybody has a little bit of interest and in, and in acceptance of dragons and shit now. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I could get, like, any random group of, like, I don't know, 10-year-olds who didn't have, who were all open to, you know, had imaginations open and stuff, who were just wanting to play something. I could get all of them to sit down and play an RPG, and all of them would be fine in it. So, mm-hmm. it, it's really, I think pretty much anyone can enjoy D&D, but it's such a group-based activity that you have to have the group mechanics in place before you can find your own enjoyment in it. Yeah. I'll also admit that like I have gotten something that has happened to me as I've gotten older is that I uh, surround my I'm like surround myself with people who have the same taste and everything that I do like you know moving to a new city will do that like as opposed to having these kind of legacy friends that were high school people that maybe you know you have less in common with like when you move somewhere as an adult you just get to pick people you want to hang out with and uh, so I'm, I'm less like you know I have le- I have fewer friends I don't have very much in common with anymore like most of my friends I have 
a lot in common with. So, like, that's part of it, too. I don't have that many friends that have, like, very disparate uh, outlooks on life. Yeah. Which can be can be seen as a weakness. Like, I'm pretty into it, and someday I'll be dead. I'd rather spend my, my time with these people. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess objectively, you know, a, a greater variety of outlooks. It's the same way, like, I you know, tend to hang out with people who are, like, kind of politically, you know, in the same mindset, more or less. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. So. so the answer is maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Brad Carey uh, asks, anything on the horizon for a Secrets of Horse Isle style group event? Let's go back to Horse Isle. Yeah, we, <laughs> we could. Like, that, that was so perfect because it's free. Because yeah, it's I, free and, like, you know, we're just kind of going in there and, like, benignly having a good time around people who have no idea what the fuck. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I totally missed that. Now wish I had joined up. So I, I, I kind of, I'm hoping I'm with Brad here. I want there to be another one. We, we could, we could probably make that happen. Um, yep. you know, somehow, we should, we should, we should find something like that. Like, what is a, what is a free online thing that would be fun to do? Yeah, we could do Tibia. That's the, the, the that's my one. Um, touch point, in terms of really, really bad free to play, um, MMOs. People uh, suggest things if people want to, you know, because I, I don't, I mean, Tibia would be fine, too. I don't know any of these stuff, yeah. uh, any of these things. But, yeah, if you want to see something specific, suggest it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I lost this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Murph asks, uh, did you answer my question? What time code? Also, what other, reasonable, uh, what other unreasonable demands can I make that you will fulfill? Also, tell Gary I was on the phone with someone who spouted marketing terms for half an hour, and I thought of him. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we did answer the question. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Do you remember what asked? Uh, I mean, yeah, he asked something about. Uh, I, fuck if I know, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I, and also, we don't remember the time code. Yeah. Well, I've never the, seen time code. Something that's uh, something that's pretty cool about uh, um, this Google Plus Hangout thing. When we publish this on YouTube. You can actually go to uh, when a question was answered. So, like right now, uh, I have this one marked as currently answering, and um, that'll be in some kind of sidebar or some kind of list of things where you can click that, and it'll pop to the time code in like a link kind of kind of form. So anybody who asked a question who wasn't able to respond will be able to go in and you know dive in and see exactly when we answered yours. And we're being pretty good about you know keeping the barriers up between those. But really, you ought to listen to the whole thing because we're it's a community, right? We're all here to we're all here to hear us. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, you can probably make unreasonable demands. Like I'm not going to take off my shirt or nothing. <laughs> but I'll answer questions. Um, what What if it's a donation incentive though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you take off your shirt. Take off your shirt. We're 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 talking about um, awesome games done quick. Uh, last year, there's a guy uh, who runs Yoshi's Island, in Trihex, who's like a really amazing speedrunner. Like, I have a lot of respect for this weird, twitchy little kid. But I guess, like, when he streams, he goes shirtless. And there's this very awkward thing where one guy who's next to him who just kept encouraging him to go shirtless, like, the whole time in this very uncomfortable way. Like, just like, yeah, take off your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And just just like, you know, this this donation goes to Johnny's Choice or whatever. And uh, and, and Johnny's like, all of my donations go to him taking off his shirt. (laughs) Like, no pause. Um, super, super funny. Like, just cra- crazy moment. Have you seen Cole? Have you seen this guy? The video it's kind of going around now of the guy who's speedrunning Tomba Two. No. Oh, it's it's great. 
I should bring it out up on Watch Out for Fireballs just so it ends up in a show note. Like, yeah. um, it's it's him and he's got this like real terrible like low random monkey cheese idiot next to him, and he's just like a normal dude trying to play the game, and this guy just kind of like keeps needling him, and he just is like his patience wears down as he goes, and eventually he's just like, I'd really prefer if you'd be quiet. And, like, it's just so <laughs> awkward and hard to watch. Like it's so good. Um, I mean, is the is the monkey cheese guy just making an earnest attempt to provide color commentary or? Kind of, but he sucks. Yeah, in the in the least possible like entertaining way anyone possibly could, he is mm. attempting to provide commentary, and it's just so bad and so annoying. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's it's no good. I'm on I'm on the the runner side, especially the first video is just the highlights of the runner being an asshole, and the second video shows him like trying to be polite and his resolve just crumbling as he goes, and he just can no longer be nice to this this kid. How do they get paired up? Uh, um, I they I think they take people who like run the same game or know about it, but it's a pretty empty room. So I think that like because it was it's probably, Doma too. Huh? Yeah, probably because it's Doma too. I think it was probably like two in the morning or something, and like anybody who wanted to sit on the couch could. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. Is he didn't he was just running the game solo. He didn't have any of his friends around, so whoever was in the room could sit on the couch if they wanted to. Yeah. And so I, this yeah, random monkey like, cheese guy. Good job, guy. I don't know. <laughs> like that is just very like intense. It's a uh, the runner is caveman DCJ and the annoying monkey cheese guy is Chibi SRL. So oh, he has wanna... Chibi in his name. Yes, yes yeah. he does. There's there's a there's a during the first video that's making more fun of him. There is a Twitter. Uh, they sh- someone shows a tweet of his where it's like bought some condoms for, for SDGQ or you know summer games done quick. Probably won't need them lol or something like that. Like. It's like, Ooh. oh god, that hurts. We're trying to get laid at awesome games done quick. Um, yeah, that's, that's so bad because he. I told that told that story, but since we have twenty minutes to kill, the um, uh, 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 the Pax condom thing, where like um, the first time I was at Pax and there was this uh, uh, big, big dopey fun Pax guy and and he was all loaded down with swag and he dropped something and I felt bad for him because I just wanted to pick up his button or what have you. Um, but uh, instead, the uh, uh, I went down to pick it up without looking at it and hand it back to him, and it was a condom. And uh, so, which he just had that out, I don't know why. But he literally like looks at me, and goes, uh, "Thanks, I need that later." Like in the biggest <laughs> teen voice that you've ever heard. Um, it, it is just, it is ridiculous. It was very funny. And then I felt like pure as shit. Like not that the condom was used or anything. Like it didn't fall off his dick. But the uh, <laughs> 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 like, actually, friend, you shouldn't reuse that. It's a condom. <laughs> God, that is just don't mix those. Like, yeah, sex and sex and packs, or sex and yeah. gaming. Oh, yeah. 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 I was listening to that to that uh, Lou Reed's about uh, uh, creepy gamers, creepy uh, creepy role playing kind of stuff. And I was just I was having flashbacks to your uh, to your readings of. Oh, uh, yeah, if Pax, Pax uh, looking for groups or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> looking for group if you're not going to go to Pax, search Pax on Craigslist in the, yeah. the Miss Connections or Casual Encounters section. It was funny. Yeah. So, pro tip. I wonder which city it gets more raw in now that they're in Austin as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and Boston, I'd like to I'd like to do like uh, some kind of let's just let's just grab nab some of those you know some of their uh, database and then just do some analysis to see how exactly how rowdy it gets. You can learn a lot about the sex culture of a city 
based yeah. on the casual encounters that have packs as a keyword. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Oh, man. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, he continues uh, by saying, as a Luddite, these features scare me. Uh, I think referring to packs and... Uh, no, he's referring to yeah, the... He said that a lot. Probably Google Plus features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Plus features. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very pleased with how well this is going. We're having a lot less, like, flickering in and out this yeah. time. Yeah. He said, hmm. cursing us. Um... Let's go. Uh, Dave M. asks, have you guys played Path of Exile? If so, how do you think it compares to similar games such as Diablo 2, 3, or Torchlight? Also, Diablo 3 sucks. I have not. I've also not, I've, I've also not played Torchlight. Um, I've played Diablo 2 and 3, and they're fine, I guess. For clicking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, have I have no strong opinions either way. I have touched Path of Exile once. At a at a PAX demo, and uh, the skill tree was really uh, entertaining. But other than that, it just it felt like the others to me. And I have Torchlight one and two, and neither of them managed to grip me. And Diablo three sounded like the worst idea ever. So um, <laughs> none of those really grip me enough to to give Path of Exile an honest try. Yeah. I played it for a little bit. I got the the beta at the same thing that Nick went to, and like the skill tree has the problem with those skill trees where there's not it's huge, which is kind of fun, but there's not enough variety to it. Um, and so I, I didn't care for too much. Ben plays that game a bunch, right? Ben yeah. Thinks, yeah. Um, but he, that's his, like, genre. Like, he's the Diablo, like, is his his thing. Whereas, like, me, I feel like that whole genre, like, is probably at its best with Torchlight 2 co-op, and, like, that's as, as tolerable as it gets for me. Like, I don't think I don't like those games that much. Um, mostly because of the just, you know, loot. I think loot systems are bad, inherently bad. I don't want to pick up tons of great colored pants. You know, to just to sell, like that's I think that's dumb, um, and I think that Torchlight has at least an interesting skill setup, like interesting builds. Like that's the thing I'm gonna like about those games is uh, coming up with builds. And Path of Exile is too complicated, so. Yeah. So we're okay. not quite at the core audience. Not yeah, really. Ben likes it, but Ben Ben also likes any like he likes all kinds of free to play. He loves MMOs. Yeah. So. so. <laughs> He's a wonderful man. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like the like the common thing that I hear about, um, you know, games like that, you know, either Diablo or Torchlight, anything that involves a lot of very repetitive, you know, like low frontal cortex, you know, kind of involvement, uh, just mindless uh, clicking, um, is that they're like common depression games, which are just like I kind of just want to turn off for a little while and then just go into this for a little bit. But like my that game is either Minecraft or Prison Architect, so. You know, if if you're looking at what are you going to play when you're getting into that, if you're susceptible to it at all, I think that's responsible for a lot of the hours people put into those. Mm. <laughs> you know, painting an entire audience with a very dark brush, but there's probably, probably some of it. But, I mean, there are probably people who do. They don't want the press people who don't. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Our bag carry says, "I don't know how to phrase." Cat grooming on Gary's cam is hilarious as a question. Yeah, after I saw that, I've been watching Roars in the yeah. background, putting on his little his little bath show. <laughs> yeah, he's going to town on his junk. Visa, yeah, visa he's, he's just taking a nap. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he loves to groom. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he loves to, to. He's been really itchy lately. Um, for a little while, I thought he had fleas, um, but I think he actually has a food allergy, and I can't really do anything about it. It's hard to watch. Like, he just does these. They want a cat scratches themselves. Like it's just this 
raking this claw across their face, just rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and it's very hard to watch him go through that. Um, but he seems to be doing okay right now. I'm just chilling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good boy, Roars. Now I'll get him. Roars. Roars. <laughs> Hopefully everyone can see that. Roars. Yep, I've, I've got you. I've got you locked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. He's such a miracle. He has like the best cat. Good boy, Roars. And this is the last question, unless somebody uh, somebody throws in. We've got another twelve minutes or so. Uh, this one could probably take us there. Uh, favorite spooky movies. Spooky. Spooky. Can you hold up your skeleton? Oh yeah, you can say spooky. You take him off his mount. Ooh. Too close. It's too spooky. He's going to groom himself as well. <laughs> Can you make him like his crotch? No. no. <laughs> can, can Can you make him like your crotch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all my donations are going to go to this. <laughs> you know, <let's> just, uh... <laughs> there we are. <laughs> like a necktie. Go to town and wear him like a feed bag. Um... <laughs> Yeah, get a, get a dry dock skeleton from from Skull McCartledge. Yeah. Um, uh, sexy 40s skeletons. Um, yeah. Um, How about you, Nick? Uh, you know, I'm actually not huge on uh, on horror flicks, interestingly enough. Um, I I have too much of a separation from are like too easily separated from reality I guess to get truly horrified but I do think Cabin in the Woods is a brilliant movie overall like that's just a stupid good movie it might be my favorite that could possibly fall under the horror genre even though it's you know horror parody yeah, yeah Cabin in the Woods is a phenomenal I love that movie there's some moments in that that are genuinely upsetting too like I think that there there are times when it veers into straight horror uh, to, to, to my to my sensibility but I'm you know, easily scared, so. Or he's easily made anxious, I guess, and that's what that plays on more for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Jacob's Ladder. Mm-hmm. A little bit predictable, but just in terms of the one I can kind of go back to and find something new uh, to like each time. <clears throat> you know, that and I just, I don't, you know, Tim Robbins is fucking great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. And that was before he went, like, mad and, right, as that guy kind of falling off the deep end. Uh, maybe a little bit. I was about to say Tim Robbins can do no wrong, but you know, I'm, I'm obviously he's, he's human. Yeah, I feel I feel like there's something distasteful about that guy. Didn't is it that he killed somebody? Like, didn't he get away with manslaughter? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Matthew Broderick. That is who I'm thinking of. Is Matthew yeah. Broderick? Yeah, yeah. The noted murderer Matthew Broderick. Yeah, noted. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Of. Yeah. I don't know, like uh, just like early uh, early '90s, um, you know, Tim Robbins, like when you're looking at, uh, you know, Shawshank Redemption, Hot Sucker Proxy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, uh, what is it? Mystic River is really good too. None of those are scary. None of those are as scary as a, uh, you know, Jacob's, Jacob's Ladder. Ladder. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jacob's Ladder is real good. Mm-hmm. I like that movie a lot. Um, I like a lot of like classicy horror movies. Like I like 
they live in the thing and such a lot of like Johnny Carpenter stuff but um to not give it a real and then I also like a lot of stuff like uh, Cabin in the Woods or like things that are scary but not explicitly horror movies like I think Requiem for a Dream is terrifying yeah um, like There Will Be Blood is terrifying um, as movies but like to give it a, a classic answer um, I really liked um, The Strangers which came out a couple of years ago that's a real like almost too scary to watch scary movie um, just very very effective home invasion movie and that's a genre that, that gets me Mm-hmm. Um, or um, what is that? Uh, the the cave or the deep or what is that? that movie oh, about? the descent. The descent. Yeah. Yeah, the descent. The descent that's is, fucked up. Yeah, the descent is great. Like that is that is a really affecting, very cool movie. You should maybe give that a chance, Nick, because it's it's not like a straight movie. All right. Like, got some weirdness to it, and like I, I think, think I, I think I might have started. If if it's the one I'm thinking of, I might have uh I might have grabbed it and uh, have been meaning to watch it. So I'm not I'm not averse to them. They're just not anything I have like a top ten list of. Yeah. So. I like yeah. it. It's a fun genre, and like, I always try to watch horror movies around October, um, yep. you know, because of Scaretober and stuff. It's fun, yep. and obviously we all like horror, you know, scary games too. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Shining. Uh, again, going with obvious stuff, but oh, it's yeah. really hard to go wrong with that. Um, I don't think you know. that movie is scary one bit. I just think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, yeah. so it's. I mean, it it is spooky by definition because of what it is, but like, it stands it stands on its own so well. Um, yeah. The only thing scary about that is the dog suited guy giving the guy a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, I, I like all of the all of the supporting kind of like uh, literature that's popped up around that. Um, mm-hmm. Insofar as like people saying that uh, Wendy is uh, supposed to be goofy, um, <laughs> something related to that, which is pretty funny. And then the whole what is it like Room Five Hundred Three or whatever it is? Uh, the documentary. Yeah, the documentary about the faking of the moon landing, and yeah. Cooper being involved. Um, yeah, do- documentary about yeah. a fake crazy person thing. Um, well, there's there's a, there's a doc- I thought you were talking about something different. There's a documentary that just people's interpretations of The Shining. Yeah. 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 And one of the things is that it might be a moon landing about the documentary yeah. that was the moon landing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the mockumentary. Am I right? Yeah. The government. Um. <laughs> you ever meet somebody who doesn't believe in the moon landing? What's that? You ever meet somebody who doesn't believe in the moon landing? Like you, like a landing level conspiracist. I've met people who like, in a you know, in attempting to be more interesting than they probably are, say like, well, I don't know, man. Like, there's some, you know, some questions you can ask about that, hmm. and like that, like that is that, that that's a little bit more, um, I think, infuriating than just somebody come straight up coming out and saying, oh, there's a moon landing, because yeah. you can actually have a conversation when somebody says that there is no moon landing, as opposed to the other way. Yeah, that's that's fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Like, like nobody should say that. Yeah. Yeah. There's some gray area there. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard people say the same thing about like 9/11 too. It's just kind of like take take a stance, well, that's, please. That's worse. Yeah. Too. Like, that, that's yeah. offensive. Yeah. You know? that's... Like not just dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that, that's offensive. Yeah. Change. Uh, something else in the spooky movie realm while we're while we're still kind of on that. Um, I'm pretty averse. Like I liked the first Saw movie, and I think Saw Two is okay. Um, but uh, in terms of that, like Hostel Two is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of uh, what that does, you know, and how it acts on a common, you know, acts as a commentary on that exact genre of movie, and you know how shitty it is in portraying women. Um, in terms of like, okay, here's this, you know, empowerment fantasy that you shitty dudes have about tearing women apart as this metaphor for sex and 
terror and all that and hostile too just kind of like takes that and turns it on its head um in a really kind of satisfying way i uh i went into that expecting to just be kind of like meh um but came out of it just kind of like fuck yeah um i've never seen that one but i've always been a little bit curious about those movies like i don't find like blanket dismissal terms like torture porn like i don't really go in for you know, like, I feel like that's, you know, it can be, a movie can be that, but it's not inherently that because it's, like, uh, I think about um, one of my favorite movies um, that I'll never probably watch again um, is uh, Funny Games. Yeah. Have we talked about that before? Oh, like, yeah. That is, We've talked about Funny Games several yeah, times. Quite, quite a bit. That is, yeah. that is a hard movie to watch and really terrifying. Um, but, you know, I, I see, well, sometimes I see it listed, like, when people talk about torture porn. And that's mm-hmm. not, that's not at all, like, the... You know, there's a thesis to that movie. <laughs> like, it is not. Uh, you know, it's very dismissive. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, I'm glad I remember that because that's a real good one. You should watch that too, Nick. All right. Yeah. Watch well. <laughs> um, it's horrible to watch. You can barely get through it. You should. You should go for that. Yeah. 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 Don't. Yeah, don't, don't watch it with a with a lady or anything. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're one. You wanted to grab you. Uh, one, one of my friends was saying that he went on a first date to Requiem for a Dream. Oh God! Oh my God! I went on a I went on a first date to uh, to Red Eye. Oh yeah, that's which a, that's isn't a, yeah. It's not so much a horror movie; it's like a suspense kind of thing. That movie's great. Yeah, and it's probably really tense and weird date. Yeah. Um, spe- speaking of, of ladies, our our final question looks like my my girlfriend. Gary's lady. Yeah. Um, yeah, and her question, I'll read it because she's my girlfriend, uh, says, please rank the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in order from uh, best to worst and then from most smoochable to least smoochable. <laughs> Nick? Wow. Uh, you got to put me up first for this one, huh? Yep. Uh, I'm trying to consider the smoochables first. Uh, I think oh, Mike oh, oh. might... Mike might be the most smoochable, uh, but from there on down, like it's too, it's too difficult, too difficult to rank. But you know, he's the party guy. He's gonna be the one that is gonna hit you up at the party. Yeah. Far as who I, the rest of them, I, I'm gonna rank them in terms of who I liked to play in the arcade game, <laughs> which went uh, Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael, and then Mike. Ooh, Mike before Raphael. I'm sorry, Rob Raphael before Mike, yeah. Yep. I did not like Mike in the in the game. I was not a fan. Hmm. Cole, how about you? Well, you know, Mike would probably be the most smoochable because he'd just be a really, you know, like we're in this for the fun, right? I don't think Raphael would appreciate it enough. Uh, Lino would let it go to his head. And Donatello being the nerd would be, like, kind of creepy. I feel like he would be the PUA about it. It'd be like an experiment um, to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. He'd, he'd want to try it, um, you know, to, to see what it's like to have sex with a human. Yeah. Science, and I don't want to be used that way. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you're not a means to an end. You're a human being. Yeah. You know, what I mean? like if you if you're going to place your lips on his twisted helma, um, then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's going to be your choice, not his, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was always, you know, just like taking this and being unable to separate this from identification, which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle are you, which definitely exists on BuzzFeed, I'm sure. Um, Donatello was always kind of like my favorite and one of the best. Uh, just because he had the, you know, A, he was voiced by uh, Corey Feldman, B, he had all the devices, and uh, C, the bow staff was pretty cool. Bow staff. Yeah. Yeah. At the reach, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then really it just kind of goes down from there. Favorite 
uh, Turtle with Raphael, followed by Donatello. Then uh, a two-way tie for last with Michelangelo and Leonardo. Boring and annoying, um, <laughs> respectively. And then kiss-wise, I'm going to go Raphael because I think that he would mean it. Like, he is, like, <laughs> passionate. And if you were going to kiss him, like, it wouldn't be that. Like, it wouldn't be a science experiment. You know, it wouldn't be like, hey, I'm in college. I'm going to try kissing a human. You know, it would be like... I feel like just it piss would, off Dad? Just piss off Splinter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just piss off, piss off Splinter. I think that, like, Raphael would actually, like, it'd be a little bit serious. Like, you might not tell everybody that you were kissing, but, you know, when it was just the two of you, you'd, you'd feel like it was a big commitment. And then, uh, and then probably, you know... Probably Mike and then and Leo and Donatello. Donatello, that rose me the, the worst way. Like, the idea of being used for his twisted science mind. Yep. Yeah. Trying to make quarter turtles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, 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 or, or just, you know, yeah, I don't want to be anybody's trophy. Emerging from you from their leathery womb. Yeah, like some kind of half egg, half womb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 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 egg and, oof. Gross. I'm just picturing right. like 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 half vultures on the beach. <laughs> you know what? I actually uh, I'll take that back. I'm gonna say the Ninja Turtle that I most want to smooch would probably be Venus de Milo, who is the one from the live action TV show who is a lady. <laughs> so you guys, you guys didn't think about that, did you? No, that doesn't count. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. So let's think about the politics. That let's that's kind of fucked up because each of the male turtles is like a master creator. Right, yeah, yeah. you know, you have Leonardo da Vinci. You've got uh, Raphael, painter man. Uh, <laughs> you know, Michelangelo. Like all of them are making something. Whereas the female turtle is named after an object, let alone yeah. an armless object, something so powerless. Yeah. Right, like a work of art as opposed to a creator. Yeah, kind of fucked up. Like I'm not going like SJW on this, but that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. fucked. Yeah, they they probably should have had it be like. I mean, I guess like famous female Renaissance artist is probably hard. <laughs> Yeah, but they could have made her like. There's no reason why it couldn't have been like Grace Slick, no. <laughs> like Mama right. Cass. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Grace Slick, Mama Cass. Um, let's go with Sylvia Plath, and yeah, then uh, just to throw something in there, Harriet Tubman. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the League of Extraordinary Lady Turtles. <laughs> All right, second possible title. <laughs> hmm. Uh, okay, so we got some uh, some bad dates, and then we can uh, we can we can finish this out. So Murph says, "Me and my wife went on a first date to see Superbad." That's a good first date movie. Yeah, uh, I, I think it'd be all right. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's funny, like it's light and yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say anything. It's not like going to see The Notebook on your first date. Yeah, <laughs> I went and saw Serendipity once on a date. That's a bad Ooh. Movie. What is that? That is uh, uh, John Cusack. A bunch of nothing. <laughs> I can't remember who else is in it, but it's not good. And then I've also been seeing uh, reindeer games on a date once. So, both things that are true. Good job, what? Gary. Thanks. <laughs> I went to uh, the Simpsons movie on a first date. Oh. Yeah, that worked. That was fine. <laughs> is that <laughs> that worked? <laughs> 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 That's Cole's PUA tip. <laughs> no, 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 it was just like it wasn't. It was, it was like inoffensive. It was like okay, let's do this. <laughs> okay, let's just do. This. <laughs> it was a terrible relationship that lasted way too long. Uh, 
So, oh, and then finally, Brad Gary says, I went on a second date to E2 Mama Tambien, which uh, is an incredibly dramatic movie. Yeah. Hands for yep. Throw Mama from the Tambien. <laughs> throw Mama. <laughs> Tambourine Mama. Yeah, um, I've never seen that movie. I just know that it involves like, an older lady having some sex sex with a couple of young boys. Yeah. So. It's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The orgasms so or just the whole movie? What? The orgasms within or just the whole movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's it's weird subject matter. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie. So there we go. And I guess I guess the orgasms are a part of it. Um, you know, it's about the journey, not the destination. Oh. Yeah. You're full of PUA advice. <laughs> 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 you know, I, can think, I can make a lot of money saying things I don't believe. Yeah, like this is out of context. Like somebody slices together to make a out of context <laughs> coal, like PUA thought. Very funny. Well, well, the, well, the problem is I, I'm given to non sequitur, and so much non sequitur or so much PUA advice sounds like it just doesn't follow anything mm. or have anything that would follow it. Like it just, I could see those being confused. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a problem to me. No. Like my friend. <laughs> what doesn't sound like a problem? Like Being mistaken for a PUA? Like yeah. What? Like, I refer this project for the idea of recutting your, your vocal <laughs> samples to being a, a how-to tape. Let's <laughs> uh, out of this so I can pee. What's up? Let's, let's stop. Let's put an end to this so I can hear <laughs> it. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for, uh, for uh, offering your questions. Um, it was a good time. Uh, we're yeah. going to be back towards the end of July. Uh, generally, our heuristic for this is to go for the last Friday of a given month, so you can watch your calendars there. Um, thanks, everybody, for doing your Patreon uh, donations. That is much appreciated. This month has been huge for us, mm-hmm. and uh, we're getting closer to you know further goals. Um, so that is, you know, uh, I don't think we can ever overstate um, or state too many times our gratitude for that. <clears throat> I'll move yeah. even quicker through this. Nick, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this. thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Nick. Thanks to all the Patreon backers. Uh, haven't had much of a chance to dr- thank you guys directly, so here's yeah. me. Thank you directly. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, and um, this will be out uh, if you're if you're just catching the tail end live um, and you missed the beginning of it. We have more viewers now than when we started. Um, you know, that's going to go live on the on the page here. Um, you know, pretty much right afterwards. So. <clears throat> and then there's going to be the audio version a little bit later on, uh, about mm-hmm. a month a, a month away. So I won't uh, piss torture you anymore, Gary. So we can uh, <laughs> we can we can call this a night. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go on vacation, guys. Yay! Yay! Spring break. Right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Ours. <laughs> Boy, that was fun, wasn't it? Once again, you can go to iTunes and leave us a rating or review or subscribe to these so you get them automatically whenever they uh, whenever they uh, happen. Also, it'll be on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash duckfeedtv. That's the general account for uh, most of the stuff on the network. Thank you so much for listening. If you were there live, thank you for uh, submitting questions. Uh, and if you weren't there live, we really hope uh, you consider showing up for the next one because it is a really good time. Thanks, everybody. See you next month. Thank you.